row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a holographic co-creative dream. Aloha, students, once again, and welcome to another exciting, consciousness-shifting, inspirational, and educational episode of Paradigm Shift Dream Class. My name is Brendan, and thank you so much for being here. And of course, we are joined with some other amazing shifters tuning in, broadcasting all across the globe. Fellow shifters here with me tonight, let's unmute our microphones and say hello to the beautiful people tuning into this. So, hello, hello, beautiful people. Hello, hello beautiful hello. people. Hello, hello from Earth. Yes. <laughs> and other dimensions. Hello from, from C, what was it? Remind me again, C30. C137. C137, that's right. Shout out, Rick and Morty reference. That's right. We got it going on, so. Hello from Yavin. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Again, this is uh, this is always an exciting opportunity that we have here as a class. And uh, just as a quick introduction for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, Paradigm Shift Dream Class is an extension of the bigger project at ParadigmShiftCentral.com, which is what we refer to a real-world game to help shift consciousness. And, of course, you can check out a lot of awesome stuff at the main website. It's a portal and a platform for conscious media and for community and it's like its own social network and it's an entire community of people who are actively exploring metaphysical topics and intentionally helping assist with the shifting consciousness through the expansion of their own mind and there's also the idea of the paradigm shift communities that exist all across the world and just as a quick shout out and a heads up on the next broadcast coming up this Thursday is going to be the paradigm shift admin meeting and if you're interested in learning more about how to create physical paradigm shift communities and to be a leader in your community then be sure to tune in for that one as well whereas for here what we're going to be doing tonight we're going to just be opening up this conversation we're going to be creating a sacred space for us to talk about the ever popular topic of lucid dreaming dream exploration astral projection understanding this multi-dimensional reality infinity and beyond so when it comes to the basics within dreams let's just uh, I'll take a moment here just to sort of list a couple things off the top of my head in terms of recent things that we've covered in previous broadcasts and definitely if you are new to this if this is maybe your first time tuning into dream class I highly encourage you to check out the previous dream classes that we have online through the main website. You can find those in the podcast feed. And uh, this is a fourth dream class, so there's at least three other ones that you can check out. But some of the things that come up time and time again, and some of the things that I just like to reiterate, is that the topic of dream exploration is really interesting and really relevant because it helps people understand more about their multidimensional nature. It's this basic idea that we are more than the physical body and this is something that can be experienced by oneself, for oneself. So every night when we go to sleep it's this idea that we're experiencing reality from beyond our physical body, from within the astral body, and we're literally traveling into the astral realms. And again, you know, what are the astral realms? The astral realms, from my understanding and my perspective, they're kind of this idea of, of like a place closer to where we're actually from, meaning it's very reminiscent of where we are before we are born and after we die. And the interesting thing is we go there every night when we sleep, and this is where you get ideas of being able to communicate with loved ones, and what can you do in dreams? Again, you know, you can experience experience these, these places, you can experience communication with intelligent entities and also be able to learn a lot about yourself and to be able to see the lessons and the experiences that the universe is helping pass on to you to help accelerate your, your personal evolution as a soul, as a cosmic citizen. So the, uh, the, the emphasis and the, the reiteration as to why we do this class is to, again, 
encourage people to talk about this subject and ultimately to to bring it into a form of practice for themselves and to work towards things like lucidity, lucidity within the dreams and within the waking state, the idea of just waking up our consciousness to the bigger picture as a whole. So we'll definitely talk more about lucid dreaming and uh, again, this is a chance for us to talk about how dreams have been going for us, some progress reports from us and, and also a chance for us to share some questions together as a team. So let's uh, let's just do a quick introduction and uh, we'll go around the circle before we get into the conversation related to questions. But uh, for the people who, who are here, we have, we have uh, Kiwi, who's a good buddy from London, Ontario, Canada with Paradigm Shift London that I'm also a part of. And uh, we have John, or uh, Ron as he may choose to go by, and we have Caitlin and Sky running off uh, one laptop feed. And we also have Nikki tuning in from the, uh, the UK area. So shout out to you guys and thank you so much for being here. So uh, we'll, uh, let's go around the circle and um, maybe from left to right, Keyway can start first. But let's take turns answering the question of why we are here. Like literally, like why did you choose to come to this class? And maybe what do you hope to get out of it? So Keyway, go, go ahead. Well, I guess short train of thought or cause and effect is a dream led me here. I had a dream about a paradigm shift meeting. That was awesome. I I followed that dream, went to the meeting, didn't happen to be there. Then I looked at your paradigm shift page on, on Facebook, and then I saw your, uh, and I'm still looking through it, I watch about a half hour, 45 minutes a day, about the, uh, the one with the lady and the very animated guy. I wish I knew the names. And you were saying some stuff in there that was really brilliant, especially about the dreams and really resonated. So I said, you know what? I got to check out this dream class. And I'm here. The whole dream led me here. That's, yeah, I mean, that in itself, I think, is really cool. The idea that, like, you had a dream. It, 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 it sort of brought an idea into your waking life. You followed through with that in action, and then one thing led to another, and that inspired you to, to be here. And that in itself is something we can talk about, the idea of, like, how events within our dreams actually like have a cause and effect within our waking state and how the two the two like the waking state affects the dream state and the dream state affects the waking state so um yeah that's a very interesting premise that we can get into more so cool Kiwi thanks thanks again for for being here man it's it's good to You're connect welcome. with you again and uh, so we'll, we'll pass it over and um, Ron do you wanna do you wanna go ahead and, and just introduce yourself and again what what brings you to dream class uh, hi, um, I am Ron. On the Paradigm Shift website, I go by the name Ron's Art. On my Google account, it's John, so whatever you feel like calling me, just call me that. Uh, <laughs> for sake of argument, call me Ron's Art. That's my uh, Paradigm Shift name. But anyway, um, what brought me to Paradigm Shift was actually um, I've been practicing um, shamanism for a couple years now, um, both with drumming and with the use of ethiogens, um, such as ayahuasca, salvia, um, and, and the list goes on. Uh, <laughs> Terrence McKenna has a great list of, of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, all, all natural plant medicine, I should really say. And, uh, and I've noticed 
that uh, oh, I, I should probably say this. Uh, I was uh, I was searching through YouTube, and I was just looking up, you know, just Salvia videos, and uh, I was seeing just idiot after idiot after idiot just posting their Salvia experience, and just like I'm like you know, yelling at my screen, no, you're doing it all wrong. You're not showing respect to the medicine or to your ancestors or to Mother Earth or spirits or anything, nothing. They're using shamanic tools with no shamanism, and they're having horrifying experiences. And then I come to your uh, video, and I see, okay, here's these guys. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're doing it right. They're, you know, paying their respects to the medicine, to Mother Earth, to Salvia, and you had a wonderful experience, and I was like, okay, this guy's he's got something, he's on the right track here, you know, and then I, and then I saw that, uh, you know, you're connected with the Paradigm Shift website, and, uh, and then I looked up Paradigm Shift website, and I was like, oh, okay, I see where they're going here, and they're all about dreams, and I noticed that dreams with lucid dreaming, you'll actually find that uh, a lot of times after an uh, ayahuasca experience, um, a lucid dream will happen that night. Uh, in fact, that was one of my most memorable lucid dreams. And one thing I noticed was there wasn't much difference of a feeling. In both times, you're, you know, it feels like you're leaving your body, at least with me. I can only speak from my own experience. Like I feel like a radiated, glowing warm body just raising from my, you know, this the shell <laughs> of a uh, an earth body. And uh, so I'm interested in finding the connections between um, shamanic practice and lucid dreaming um, and see if we could find some sort of path that, uh, you know, will we'll make each other stronger. Yeah, that's... Uh... The, 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 the topics between shamanic medicines and the psychedelic realms and dream exploration is definitely something I am also very interested in. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's a... just trying to think of what I could say about that now to, to keep it short and sweet. But, yeah, like, I, I think what within the psychedelic medicines, it's definitely, like, this blatant exploration of inner space and this idea of, like, there's more to this reality than meets the eye. And definitely psychedelics will show you, like, whatever you're thinking will come to the surface. It's like a it's like a magnifying glass for your psyche is one of the best ways I can say it. And and I feel that dreams literally do that exact same process. And then kind of what you alluded to, uh, John, like, the idea of what happens when we actually do psychedelics within our dream state and then like people actually have reported this you know they'll, they'll talk about it. they'll be like yeah like I smoked DMT in my dream and I had like a visceral experience or I did mushrooms in my dream and it was like I was on mushrooms so that's a that's that's actually like more than a common thing and and uh, that's something we can definitely talk more about and again you know um, for people listening uh, John was specifically uh, referencing uh, in terms of the salvia video there's a salvia video that I actually have on my channel uh, it may be unlisted um, I might have to double check it Maybe it's not, but yeah, it was it was like my experience with the salvia, with working with salvia, and again, salvia is legal, so it was like easy to do a video for it. And uh, within the the, I'll just say this so people can go check it out. And again, you can find it on my YouTube channel at Skull Babylon. But within the ceremony, like I actually had like a third eye activation where I was actually able to see things with my eyes closed. Like I had my eyes closed, but I could still like have my hands in front of me and still see. And it was just like amazing in that in that moment. Um, and there's more to talk about there. So so uh, yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll explore some of the 
connections between dream space, between aboriginal knowledge, between psychedelics, and how all of these things are, you know, again, like sort of perspectives looking inwards towards the same source kind of thing. So, yeah, so John, thanks, uh, or Ron, I'll, I'll say Guardian of the Forest, thanks for, thanks for being here, man. It's good, to, it's good to connect with you again, brother. So, the, John, was there anything else that you want to add in on that if you just want to, just as we keep moving along, feel free, or did, we can pass the talking stick along. I'll let you decide. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I could talk about this you know, forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, you know, topics. Um, but yeah, I'll just say, you know, thanks for having me on tonight, and uh, well, let's let's hear what the next guy's got to uh, introduction. Cool, awesome. All right, so uh, we'll pass it over to. Uh, we have a uh, Caitlin and Sky coming in through uh, the same the same headquarters. So Caitlin, Sky, you guys can uh, introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about what brings you to Dream Class. Okay. Um. I'm Sky. That's Caitlin. I Caitlin was sending me emails and telling me all about what you do and the program you're with and all that. And it sounded really interesting. And we kind of she asked me if I wanted to stay the night and partake in this because it's something that we both explore and think about and we've talked about individually together. Um, and I guess it's just kind of interesting it's new to be a part of an experience that is collective you know what I mean like everybody is sharing these experiences and you come to find out that a lot of the things that you've been experiencing isn't actually that abnormal you know and a lot of the stuff you know is actually more widespread knowledge than is it is credited for and Basically, I'm just here on interest in what all of you have to say because it's something that I spend time thinking about, and she recommended that I join, and it was interesting. Um, I wanted to be here. I actually tuned into the health and fitness um, broadcast uh, sometime last week, and um, I just find it really interesting to hear everyone else's opinion and. I know I really, really wanted to join in, but I didn't because my laptop, the microphone doesn't work. But um, anyways, and um, I just find it interesting, and just everything is so intriguing to think about and to discuss, and um, I just love hearing new opinions and just kind of being able to open up, and that's kind of why I'm here, just because I found the whole project very interesting, and I want to be a part of it. Cool. Well, yes, thank you so much, guys, and, and that's exciting. Um, uh, it's probably happened before, but I but I, I I haven't yet to confirm it. But the idea of like people like organizing sleepovers around paradigm shift broadcasts, I think that's really cool, <laughs> and especially especially one related to the dream class, right? Because like you guys could that's actually something really interesting. The idea of any time if we're like sleeping with someone else, and uh, you know, and then you get into the idea of like shared dreams potentially just by being in the same space and just by being open to that intention. So I mean, who knows? You know, like if you guys are both sort of like approaching the topic of dream exploration together while sleeping in the same space, maybe you could like set an alarm later in the night and then both kind of wake up, check in with each other, even just like do like a short meditation and then go back to sleep or something, you know, and then like repeat this maybe like a couple times through the night. You guys will like literally be able to be like, you know, like journeyers, like coming out of the dream then going back into it and both of you to, together might be able to like help 
like trigger something within your like shared experience. So who knows? Who knows? But yeah, if if that's something that interests you, um, yeah, I'd love to hear more about how stuff like that goes because there's a million and one ways to practice dream exploration. So that's cool. Um, yeah. So thanks again, guys, for being here. Uh, if you want to unmute yourself, if there's anything else you want to say before we pass the talking stick, uh, feel free. Or... Thank you for sparking that idea because it is. <laughs> Suddenly, the concept of mutual astral projection is really mm -hmm. um, possible sounding, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we'll definitely yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that. We'll explore more about that the topic like shared projection, astral projection, or just lucid dreaming, shared dreams, um, and the idea of like how physical space affects your your dreams in general. So cool. So thanks again, guys, for, for tuning in. And uh, with that said, we'll uh, pass the talking stick around and, and we'll pass it over to Nikki. And Nikki has been, she was involved with the previous broadcast that we have had. And so Nikki, welcome back. And uh, please feel free to introduce yourself and what brings you to Dream Class. Yeah, hi, this is Nikki, and I am on the Paradigm Shift uh, website. And, and I go by the name Infinite Possibilities 33. Yeah, what brings me here? I've been here before on the broadcast, uh, I think two weeks ago or something, quite spontaneously. I just like woke up in the night and I was checking my phone and I discovered that you, know, you had posted something. Yeah, but other than that, like, you know, I've been having all these cool, awesome, amazing experiences, but in quiet. Like, I don't know about over there in Canada or US, maybe it's like, you know, all this stuff, like, even about spirituality and, like, you know, dream exploration, maybe it's a, it's a bit more okay to talk about it over there. I don't know, but, like, here in the UK or in Europe, I mean, at least, like, two or three years ago even, it wasn't that okay to talk about these things. So, anyhow, I've been having these amazing experiences in quiet but it was almost like I was in the closet but now I think it's time to come out of the spiritual closet and come out and uh, play with others you know there's so much to do and of course like you know because I've been doing this since since a few years like yeah since I started waking up in 2009 actually quite a dramatic uh, awakening it was also really cool um, but uh, yeah all this in quiet and I've been studying a lot and uh, following a lot of uh, cool people like Brendan on YouTube and yeah but now I think that it's time to come out and play with others because like I mean there's like it's really really I think it's like a phase or something like when you do it like with your own self like when you go within but it's also really cool to come out and play with the others like you know so yeah that's why I'm here I'm here to connect with the others awesome I like I like what you're you're saying there just the the emphasis on like now you're you're right cuz this is a topic that so many people have been exploring on their own for years and and without that community it seems that the exploration can only go so far and just by like engaging in conversations it seems to spark something it seems to spark 
new experiences potentially, um, which is like a topic related to dreaming that that I find really fascinating. The idea that when you literally put out that intention to the universe and say like like dear universe, I am interested in studying my dreams, and the universe will be like they are ready, like give them experience, and they like pass it on to you. Mm. But like until you openly ask for it or you openly like pronounce it or enunciate it um it, it's sort of like holding back sort of thing and, and one of the ways is uh yeah by being involved with the community and engaging with these discussions even if it doesn't seem like a, that's what i mean there's almost like a behind the scenes element where just by being here is actually like attracting you know call it law of attraction is actually attracting more of these lucid and conscious experiences into your life, both within the dream state and in the waking state as well. So, so yeah, no, Nikki, it's a, uh, it's, it's awesome to to have you here again, and thank you so much for staying up uh, in the wee hours. Well, in the UK. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I might drop off because like last time I got so tired, so I might. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick around for at least in half an hour. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for being here. And uh, just a, a reminder for, for those of you who are tuned in live and for those of you who are tuned into the future, always reminding you that this is a space that you guys can join at any time. And the uh, the links to do so I've posted uh, on the ParadigmShiftCentral.com website and within the uh, Facebook pages and all over the place. So feel free to join. And again, this class is every other Tuesday, and you can find the schedule for more ongoing events through the main website as as well. So with that said, uh, you know, let's 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 sort of begin exploring some questions together. And I know we were sort of talking about some questions uh, before we even began the broadcast. Um, and and I'll, I'm going to let you guys sort of like direct this class uh, in, in as well alongside me. So um, maybe Caitlin and Sky, I know you guys had some questions we were talking about earlier. Is there is there one that that you feel would be a good one to to start the class with, or just pick pick anyone and, and it'll be good enough? I'm sure. But I'll uh, do you guys? Yeah. Okay. So go, go ahead, guys. I'll I'll pass over to you if you guys want to jump in on that. Well, one one question that I especially wanted to talk about with more people was like the way that we tend to react upon situations in our dreams can be so enlightening about who you really are. Because I really, really strongly feel that when we react to a situation in our dreams, we are reacting out of pure just um, intuition, if you will. And like, like our subconscious is controlling um, our reactions rather than like our conscious thoughts. So we don't have all these these experiences built up to funnel the situation through before we react to it. Yeah, like we're not trying to react upon an ego level or upon... Um, a logical level or a brain level where we're literally reacting upon what we self yeah self level and I have personally learned so much about myself in observing the way that I behave with others in my dreams I mean yeah Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really great topic. Like, just you're right. Like the idea of being able to observe like how we act within dreams. Um, it's interesting because you know when we talk about dreams, we'll often talk about how a lot of people they they pursue the idea of of having lucidity. And again, you know, lucidity is when you know that you're dreaming within a dream. And when that happens, usually it's a very 
potent shift. You, you suddenly become aware. You're, you're suddenly your 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 like sensations shift. You feel that there's like a, a shift in the presence, and um and obviously it sort of like enables you to step into new abilities and and all this exciting things. But nonetheless, though, like when we're in those dreams and we're kind of watching it almost as if it's a movie. Those are equally important, and I think in some cases, like we kind of, there's almost like a guardian or a threshold that's sort of directing our dreams. And sometimes it's just not in the cards for us to be lucid. We're almost meant to sort of ride the dream like a roller coaster or watch it like a movie. But but when we do that, you're right. Like we see the way how we react within dreams, and and that in itself like really brings the emphasis as to notes worth writing down when we are practicing recalling your dreams you know like see what you did and write down how you responded <clears throat> and then more so than anything check in with how it made you feel one of the one of the things that i've said before within dream class is that dreams are very interesting because within dreams they will show the both the hero and the villain within inside all of us and so, like, there's a lot of different scenarios that can come up in dreams, and it may be something where you just, like, perform a really admirable feat, and you're just like, oh, my God, like, I've never, you know, maybe in a dream there's, like, some sort of, like, spiked pit of lava that you have to jump across in order to save a friend. And then in your dream, you, you might be, like, scared as hell because you're convinced it's real, it's a real experience, and yet you still do it. And then you wake up from that dream and you're just like, holy crap, you know, like I'm an action hero. Like I'm I'm someone who actually made that choice. And especially, you know, given that scenario, if it was like a choice that was governed by the heart and it was like for a friend and you did that, that would be like a really empowering thing. And and maybe that would say to you when you wake up, it would be like be like, wow, you know, like that reassures me and reminds me of, of my my relationship with my friends and, and I really care about my friends you know I gonna, I'm gonna go out of my way for them and I'm gonna help them you know this is sort of an example but something like that could trigger ideas as to how you feel about yourself how you see parts of yourself and then in the same way you know this is another example and I'll just say this and I'll open up the talking stick for anybody else to jump in but oftentimes within dreams we'll see parts of ourselves that we don't even particularly want to acknowledge but that's often why we see them right so it's us being able to acknowledge that there are maybe latent emotions still inside of us that we haven't dealt with or just like other aspects to our ego that we're still dissolving and it could be something where say in a dream you know you might like get in a fight with a friend or you might steal something or I mean some people you know in dreams they, they, they have crazy things where they're like yeah like not even like fight someone but like actually like hurt someone or something right like something really primitive or something and then they sort of wake up from that and they're just like, it's like oh my god you know like what does that mean what does that mean and that in itself can be a very subjective thing, but ultimately, like, you know, I encourage you to meditate on that. But at the very least, this is an example I've given before, if you, like, wake up from a dream where you've, like, hurt a friend, maybe that can give you the motivation to check in with yourself and to see maybe in the past if that friend did something to you that you felt, like, you know, angered you or something, maybe that's reminding you that it's time for you to forgive. Because until you forgive, you're still holding on to this anger. And so, like, the dream is, like, reminding you and be like, it's again, you know, I've said this uh, earlier, but the dreams are a magnifying a magnifying scope, a magnifying glass into our psyche. And they're just showing us the stuff that we don't even want to see, but ultimately we need to see. In order to, and I'll just say this as the last part, in order to ultimately, I feel, learn how to let go. 
learn how to let go over and over and over again. That seems to be a common lesson. So dreams will be like, oh, by the way, you're still holding on to this. Oh, by the way, you're still holding on to grief from a past relationship. You're still holding on to, like, you know, like an old romantic relationship. That's something that comes up within dreams. Or you're still like, you know, like you still have this connection or, or you're, you're, yeah. So I just feel that dreams are a great way to remind us of the importance of learning how to let go. But, but yeah, what, what, what do you guys think? I'll, Anybody feel free to, to jump in related to, again, you know, like what our, what we do within dreams help teach us. Because, again, it's all holographic. It's all a reflection. It's all there. It's all us. So what do you guys think? Nikki, Nikki, or sorry, uh, Caitlin and Sky, if you guys want to jump in, or Nikki, or anybody, feel free. So, so I feel that um, the, the dream lessons are a way of our guides, our ancestors, um, telling us or warning us in a way of, uh, you know, something in the future. Like, uh, it could be a, a dream of premonition, you know. It could be, uh, you know, someone dreamed of a disaster a week before it actually happened. Um, or it could be something as small as, you're acting like a jerk in this dream, so when this actually does happen, be mindful of your attitude. Be mindful of your facial expressions and so on. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that you know that gives into the topic of dreams and foresight. And, and yeah, dreams are simulations for events that have yet to occur in some cases. So that's good if we can go through an event, see what happens, and then learn from it. Sky, go ahead. When you, when you said that dreams can be a medium of, you know, higher beings or such interacting with us and kind of giving us, as you said, a premonition of future events or kind of like a, a look through a telescope, I, I don't know if that is always necessarily the case. I mean, every dream is probably different and affected by different elements and whatnot, but I feel, um, as speaking personally, that... A lot of dreams are more of a reflection of our already unconscious understanding that exists within us. And I feel like there is not really a way to communicate with higher beings unless you were to find a way to gain control in the dream and silence your mind so that way your mind stops projecting things onto the plane and you can just experience what is already there and hence the higher beings. But dreams, active dreams, I feel as if are more a reflection of, you know, what is already taking place inside. What we may not have consciously discovered about ourselves, but exists within ourselves regardless. Yeah, that's you're you're right. Like um, what you're talking about, the higher beings aspect. Uh, it would seem only in rare circumstances would something obviously as like a communication with a higher entity uh, appear to you oftentimes it, it is something where like yeah you have to be lucid in order to like get past the illusion sort of thing so um, there's there's a whole topic there that I actually want to get into the idea of like like our dream characters that we see within dreams are they always projections of us or are they sometimes like external intelligence that are logging into the shared dream space to interact with us how do we differentiate the two and uh, again you know like if we become lucid how can we bring in that conversation this is still something again you know like I'm, I'm, I'm openly exploring these topics together uh, as well but but yeah like um, just the idea that 
one one person when I was like studying dreams to begin with, it, 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 it you can almost visualize this. You know, like when you're in a dream, it's almost like you're like wearing like a a virtual reality helmet or like a 360 dome that's just like a bubble that goes around your head, and you're kind of like in you know almost like a holodeck sort of thing. So like everything that you see literally is is you. Like it, it, at least at its core level, it is you. Um, and then when you understand that, it's just like an important. It, it's important to keep that in mind when you're studying your dreams. You know, when you see other characters, like, are they actually your friend, or is it like your projection of your friend, which is relating back to you for a specific reason? Um, it's just something that people have to like really sort of like explore for themselves, feel it out, and everything. But yeah, getting into like the concept of like communicating with higher entities within the dream, we can get into that a little bit later because there's actually like a new idea. Uh, that recently came to me um, within the last couple of weeks that I did want to share with you guys. But yeah, um, any let's. Uh, is there anything else that we want to talk about related to like why we do certain things within our dreams, or does anybody want to even share any dream experiences, or we can just kind of move on to another question? Sky, go ahead. Um, sorry, but recently I had a dream um, about my grandmother who passed away probably three years ago. And the whole dream was completely um, aware. Like, she pulled up in the driveway, and she got into a wheelchair and started wheeling up into her ramp, uh, up the ramp and into her house. And I was with my brother, and she didn't open the door. She went through the door. And I looked back at my brother, and I said, that's not her, that's her spirit. And later on in the dream, I asked her about it. And she sat down, and at first she tried to deny it, as if, you know, like, you know, you're not supposed to know that stuff. And, but eventually, me and her actually sat down on her bed, and we started talking in depth about things about, like, how the other side would be and how she is feeling within her new body. And I just, I recall the conversation so clearly. And I just, it, what you said about interacting and how sometimes they other beings might channel into our dream as um, a seeming experience, but that's not really what is happening, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I just wanted to share that as, I guess, validation. Yeah, I think I think a dream like that is actually a great example of again, you know, one of the many things that can happen within dreams, but, but that's very interesting what you were saying, how Again, you know, like within the intelligence of this other spirit, who in this case was your grandmother, like she was almost. It was interesting how you said, like she was trying to like deny it at first. Like I've 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 seen that before within dreams where, like yeah, like the the dreamer will sort start like waking up and having a conversation with the other person, and they're just they're just like oh like oh crap like they're waking up, but sometimes they're inviting it. You know, they're inviting them to wake up. So I mean. That just goes into the idea of like what can happen when you do become lucid within a dream. You can actually question characters. You could literally say, you know, like be like, hey, like, are you a projection of me or are you something else? And then you know they might actually give you an answer. But even then, you almost have to discern it using uh, like your heart as sort of uh, like a truth meter, so to speak, in in a way. Because um, that's the thing, right? Like I feel. The, the dream space is constantly like this illusion for, over illusion over illusion over illusion. So even if a character like literally says like, be like, oh yeah, like I'm totally this or that, you, you still almost have to like, you can't just full on believe it uh, in that moment. Like maybe you just have to process it with your heart. And this is like kind of like advanced things uh, in a way. Um, Kiwi, did you want to jump in? Yeah, 
just wanted to give a quick example that I've had. It was <laughs> it was a long time ago, 12 years ago, when I was really practicing lucid dreaming. I got really good at it. I did actually wake up in my dream. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff, but I was on a rooftop and I was going towards a different place to finish something else, finish off something that happened earlier in the dream. And then there was this old nice lady. And then I realized, and I asked her, um, how does it feel to be a character in my dream? The answer was kind of disappointed, but she just, because I, because I was building up for a while to be able to actually ask that to a character in my dream. And all she had to tell to me was, it's not your time to know yet. And that's just, one example that might work something. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good example. That's a great example. Um, again, you know, like it's it's just it's just really opening up to this other side of uh, of like what's what are what are dreams to to the other entities in, in a way. You know, like that's that's a part that fascinates me. Um, this is something that. And this is sort of alluding to something that I was talking about earlier, but um, yeah, like I mentioned in a previous broadcast, how I'm I'm starting to think more about dreams as less of just like an epiphenomenon of consciousness, but almost more like a specifically designed technology that is integrated into a part of our human body, and our human body is like this this advanced form of cosmic technology in itself and like so dreams are an extension of this technology like you can almost think of the dream space as a technology meaning it was something that was like systematically created so that we as soul could live as these physical beings yet log into this astral space like time and time again every single night and then if that's the case if it is something more similar to a technology you know I feel like that word is just one of the closest words we can use to describe it um, meaning again it's it's been like structured it's been like created it's been like it's got like a boundary. It's got like you know like uh, it's like a container, so to speak. And then um, wh what I'm finding interesting is that like if that's the case, then you know maybe are there are there multiple dream verses? You know like do different planets have their own like dream inter internet? You know you can almost think of the dream space as an internet. You know it's it's like the shared network that people are are logging into. Caitlin, go go ahead. On that, I think that is actually very um, a very interesting thought, and um, I think it's definitely possible because each planet almost has their own identity, like their own. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't know. I've never been to another planet, but I mean, I, I've thought about it before, and I would um, think that each planet would have its own almost like vibration, and it, and in that, its own identity, this specific feeling. So, on the Earth, like we know what this feels like, and so if we were to go to for example, maybe the moon with less life on it and less, you know, experience, it would maybe feel more empty. And 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 continuing that into the dream room, it might be more empty as well. Or it might have more space for us to project ourselves. So maybe we would learn more about our subconscious like projection. I feel like you're referring to dimensional layers of a like a planet. Like because Earth exists on multiple dimensions, you know. So well, I feel like dreams are different from the third dimension. Like, oh yeah, they're... yeah. But dreams extend into the fourth dimension and so on and so forth. So I guess was that what you were saying? 
No. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying that like each planet has its own identity because it's you know an entirely different experience. Therefore, having its own experience. Slightly. Slightly. I'll, um, I'll add on to that, you know, like, maybe maybe if we think of each planet as its own entity, you know, like, each planet as, like, its own creature, so, like, each creature has its own mind, and, like, we're aspects of that hive mind, so, so in that sense, like, yeah, it would make sense that, again, this is very theoretical, that, like, <laughs> different planets have different dream spaces, so to speak, if that's an idea that we kind of want to run with, and, I mean, you know, maybe that's something that... I, it, when we get the chance to like go to Mars, maybe we'll find that our dreams are different on there, or, or something like that. And another idea that I've always been fascinated by is like the idea that, it, yeah, like I've always thought about can another intelligence sentient being who may be very humanoid and live a, like a physical dimensional, third dimensional life on another planet, maybe their role within the galaxy is like when they dream, say theoretically they're like a more spiritually advanced civilization, they might dream at night and within the night, within the time that they dream, they like interact with our dream space. So like when they go to sleep, they're like, they're like, all right, like, honey, I'm going to go to sleep. And like, while I go to sleep, like, I'm going to go like help the humans on earth sort of thing, you know, and then, and then they do that. And then they'll actually show up within our dreams as different characters or something like that, you know, like they'll just like appear as maybe one of our friends or, or a complete stranger or something and yet from their conscious perspective they're actually able to integrate themselves on, into dreams in a more particular dimension and this is something that again you know we've there are stories of people on earth who talk about being able to enter into other people's dreams intentionally which again you know like the movie Inception hits upon this and it's very science fiction but and, and, and Inception's like an interesting movie because I feel it's like it's like hitting on some very potent ideas at the same time it's like also kind of Hollywoodizing it which kind of confuses it but there's some aspects there that are really hitting on some key ideas and I think one of them is um, just as a potential topic like the idea of you know back in the day say there was a shaman and the shaman actually would have the ability to like go into the dreams of people in the village to be able to help assist them I've, I, like that idea fascinates me. Um, I'll just open up the microphone again if anybody if anybody wanted to jump in um, relate to any of that. Otherwise, is uh, yeah. Nikki, um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so this is what I wanted to ask you guys about. Um, that this experience had ha has happened with me like, you know, um, a couple of times, uh, you know, spread out all over different periods of my life. So, and I, it was I don't think it was intentional, but uh, as much as I remember, um, like this thing with entering other people's dreams, it would happen early in the morning, like I would wake up, some usually like around 5 or a bit before or a bit later, but yeah, and I would wake up and uh, yeah, I would go back to sleep and I I would see a dream and um, then I wake up and I would talk about this, uh, like, you know, um, dream. And the other person was like, what? What? Like, that was my dream. How come? And I was like, yeah, but this this happened. And uh, at other times, because, like, this happened a couple of times. And at other times, like, you know, um, I woke up and I went back to sleep and I was dreaming. 
and I woke up and I was aware that oh this is this is not my dream I'm dreaming um, the dream of the person who's next to me so yeah this has happened with me a couple of times and I don't know what it is and I don't think I did it intentionally and is it astral travel or was it it what, what is it uh, go ahead sky yep I feel like subliminally well we have to take into fact that the universe is one and we are essentially just one giant stream of consciousness and I feel as if especially being next to somebody if that was the case you just naturally share a lineage a, like a lineage you know and because you seem to be very intuitive and um, aware of the frequencies around you without actually being conscious about it I feel like you have an easier time channeling into the waves that are close to you you know because you as a being seem to be very intuitive and because we are all connected I feel as if that plays like a really big part in it yeah I mean I am intuitive because um, at times like you know someone would be sitting next to me I just like quite suddenly I would catch what they're thinking and I would have a thought and I'm like oh okay uh, and I would ask the person is that what you're thinking that like, what how do you know this and um, at sometimes you know I would just enter a room and I would know what the other person is thinking and what they're feeling like and it it shifts you know like uh, when I'm eating more clean and when I'm meditating a lot I am much more intuitive and when I'm not I fall off the wagon and I'm like you know not feeling as much um, yeah but uh, Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> again, you know, like with with dreams, the thing that's really fascinating about dreams is that they're they're a real barometer of of kind of like where we are at physically. You know, when when we sort of like raise our vibration within the physical, it definitely has an effect within within our dreams. And and I think when you think about that, it makes it makes sense that this dream space is almost something that needs to be intentionally worked at. It, it really is like, when you start looking at the dream space as like a gift, uh, and, and almost, I don't want to use the word privilege, but really like a gift. Like it is something that you have to put the intention towards. And then it makes sense that when you think about a lot of our society these days, so many people just talk about how they don't dream, or at least they don't remember their dreams. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody dreams all the time at night. They, whether or not they remember it is a different story. So, I mean, it, it, the fact that so many people don't remember their dreams and so many people are sort of tuned into a quote-unquote low vibration of living, and what I mean by that is like also just like the way they treat their body and the things they put into it and just like their own awareness of like their internal energies and everything. And, and in turn, you know, so many people are just like, not able to recall their dreams so it, it's just it, it's important to keep in mind and I experienced this for myself that as I change my habits within the physical as I like refine my willpower as I make little changes it does affect my dream space and it's um it's just part of the path it's really part of the path where you sort of have to 
dreams dreams are a great again a great barometer sort for sort of like checking in with like where you're at but again you know it's just something that really has to be worked towards which I think is fascinating I mean just as like an update for myself like I've been I've been keeping a dream journal for um, the past like month and stuff like that and just as like a quick tip again re- re- writing down your dreams is super important it's like developing a, a muscle you know the dream recall is uh, really just like a muscle and the more you use it the better it gets but uh, within my like dream writing process and everything like that um, not all of my dreams like I, I haven't really had like super lucid dreams and even within like the past uh, like couple weeks like there's some dreams that I can like kind of remember but compared to like three weeks ago not in the same way and three weeks ago I was kinda like making slightly different choices and to be honest I mean and, and this is really like just for like again you know everybody has their own experience and just sharing with you guys my like main uh, determinant, like determinary factor as to whether or not I can like vividly remember my dreams is cannabis, like a hundred percent, and and like that is again, you know, something that I'm 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 sharing with you guys to, just to like remind people listening and, and encourage them to to develop like the willpower to make the choice between like you know, do you want to like smoke cannabis during the day or do you want to have an awesome dream at night? And I mean. That again, you know, is something where for me, like I'm making those choices on my own. Yet, through the choices that I'm making, I'm experiencing uh, through my own uh, my own experience my like lack of vivid dream recall. And so, like that's something that I just have to sort of do within my own path. But I want to be able to just like. Yeah, like it's something I'm working towards, and 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 I and I want to be able to help like lead by example and everything like that. Um, but it's just like it's an interesting topic. It's an inter- and it's an interesting fact that like cannabis does have that effect, at least for for me, at least. Um, but again, there's other factors related to like dream recall and and everything. But I know for me, like if I really want to get vivid, lucid dreams, like I just have to like not have cannabis in my system for at least like 24 plus hours or 48 hours. And like the longer I don't have it in my system, the more vivid it gets. So that was kind of like what was happening. I was kind of like you know, like, go, like, a few days without cannabis, and then I would, like, you know, use it for a day or whatever, and I don't even use it much at a time, and when I do use it, it's really for, like, creative purposes or, like, working out or anything like that. But again, like, as soon as I make that choice, it's just kind of like, all right, you know, like, I understand that I may not remember my dreams. Um, So, again, it's just this real... It's part of my path, and it's been like part of my path, and I feel it's part of a lot of our paths. Uh, those of us who work with like the sacred plant medicines as well. Um, but again, you know, this may not be the case for everyone. Some people, uh, just reading John talking in the chat, like some people experience the opposite. Some people, t- some people smoke smoke weed, smoke cannabis, and they actually have like more vivid dreams, sort of thing. So everybody's sort of got their own relationship with the dream space and that's something that I really encourage people to discover you know take notes of when you're remembering your dreams better and when you're not and determine what factors you are you have within your lifestyle and and how those are like affecting your dreams you know so you can say like oh well I went camping on the weekend and I was away from technology and I was waking up every morning with the sunrise and that 
change my dream recall, opposed to like being in front of a computer all day and maybe not exercising as much and getting weird sleep hours. So I mean, that is, it's just an example. Um, but I'm just going to open up the conversation um, to anybody else. We can talk about that for for a minute. You know, like if anybody else wants to share some of their experience with like cannabis and dream recall and and how those correlate for for you guys. Because again, I'd love to be able to learn from you guys as well. Uh, Keyway, go ahead, and then I think Ron had something to share afterwards. Uh, well, I do believe, let's see, because it's kind of complicated. Okay, so lately I was doing cannabis very frequently, not a lot, but very often, and kind of the minute I stopped was when I had a very vivid dream, and right there I was like, you know what, I'd rather have that dream than the cannabis experience. So I did stop for a while, uh, but I'm trying to remember when I was at my dreaming peak, and I think, and what I'm kind of coming to the realization, I think, is that writing down your dream trumps whether you're on cannabis, because I believe I was doing cannabis when I was at my best dreaming state, and I kind of think I only stopped because Honestly, every morning I would be dry. It would take up time in the morning because I would be writing pages and pages of dreams, and that's kind of it. Kind of why I stopped. And yeah, that's just my experience. Yeah, that's a good point. So I mean, yeah, like can cannabis, can can dream recall sort of be trumped by just like other habits such as like good recall and everything? Could someone still smoke cannabis, go to sleep that night, but then regiment their sleep pattern, really make sure they write down their dreams and so forth and still be able to remember their dreams? Um, that again, you know, it's sort of this variable, but uh, yeah, it's just something to be aware of. Um, John, go ahead, yep. Yeah. Oh, um... <clears throat> or sorry, sorry, Kiwi, go ahead, and then, and then John. I thought that was John who said that. Go ahead. One other thing that helped, I remember one time, is just the easy intention of saying before you go to sleep, focusing on, I will remember my dreams. Just saying that, I remember one night, made me remember my dreams with a very strong conviction that and intent to remember your dreams. But I don't think anything trumps the writing. Once you write it, it's just and the detail in the dreams trying to remember the details and all the little symbols, and then it just exponentially gets better from my experience. That's what I got to say there. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the sharing thing definitely brings a huge element uh, into into the potential to remember dreams. And, and John, I'm going to pass over to you in one second. I just want to um, read uh, uh, Brutal Peril, who is in the live chat on the website. And shout out to those of you who are in the team live chat. And again, you know, if you guys are watching live, feel free to jump in the live chat. It's at paradigmshiftcentral.com. You can click the little live chat button there. Um, but he says, don't just write down your dreams. Share them. Makes a huge difference. I react differently to cannabis than most people in a lot of ways, long time since I tried, but I think it tends to enhance the dreams, if any effect at all. But again, you know, what he just said, or what they just said, the idea of not just writing down your dreams, but sharing them. So I mean, that is like a, I agree, that's a really important thing, and, and I've noticed that within like my own practice is that 
Um, again, you can find these on my YouTube channel, but I've made a lot of dream log videos. So, I mean, rather than just writing down my dreams, if I can wake up from a dream and share it into a camera, that, for me, is like, it, it seems to have, like, this, uh, this, this snowball effect where if I do that one night and then I like repeat it soon after it sort of builds on itself so I mean sharing dreams is really great and again you know just reminding people uh, who are already involved with the Paradigm Shift Central website and those of you who may be new part of the emphasis behind the creation of it is the creation of the quest journals and the quest journals are used for many things to document your spiritual journey but in, in, in one thing in particular is we encourage people to use the quest journals to use them as dream logs so you know like to, to sort of have have that in the back of your mind that when you're writing down your dreams you can keep it in mind as like oh cool how can I share this as a potential quest journal for the website and for the community and again that helps inspire more people to share their dreams as well so that's something that I'm looking forward to seeing more within the the community is just like more of us getting into the habit of of documenting our dreams like literally you know like that's the exciting thing. We're documenting our physical realities, but what happens when we start documenting our dream realities with as much emphasis on what it is that they are telling about the bigger story in terms of personal experiences and lessons learned? So uh, that's just one thing I want to share. But um, John and then Caitlin will pass over to you guys. So I, you probably had something to say on that, but John, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say um, that it's the opposite with me. Um... I, I know I've read um, articles and I know that yeah you're right it is a fact that it does um you know tend to do that maybe I'm just weird <laughs> but uh, I, I know I'm weird <laughs> I accept I'm weird that's great um, but what I find is that it's it's how you are using um, the medicine so like uh, cannabis for example um, a lot of people will uh, partake in cannabis with friends or, you know, they'll watch a movie or, you know, they'll do some, they'll have cannabis and then they'll do something. And I think that that takes all the energy. Like Terrence McKenna um, talks about how uh, cannabis helps to draw out your dreams so you can experience dream-like um, experiences while you're still awake and I, I find that to be true um, because when I have a cannabis ceremony I'm usually uh, in a you know dark quiet place alone just me and my spiritual guides and yeah it feels like parts of my dreams are coming forward and, and my dreams are showing themselves to me and I guess how I can take that into making my dreams more vivid is that even after the feeling of cannabis has faded, spiritually, it's my choice to stay in that spiritual level. And I think that this is also, um, you know, uh, to do with, uh, you know, like the shamans. Like, uh, there's a great movie um, called Blueberry, and it shows a perfect example of how an uh, initiated shaman can go into another person's experience and heal them from within. And I think there's dream walkers um, that naturally have the ability to go into someone else's dream to help them to, to deal with something. And I think that uh, cannabis is a way of doing that. It's like a, um, a being that can go into your dreams and draw them out for you. Hmm. 
Interesting, interesting. Thanks, John. Uh, Caitlin and Sky, if you guys wanted to jump in, go ahead. Um, my first thought um, was kind of um, going back to writing down your dreams. Like, I've kept a dream journal since, uh, like, January. Or no, no, it was October of last year, I believe. Um, and it really helps, like, especially writing them down. And it can be time-consuming sometimes in the morning because if you have, like, a page or two, it can be really time-consuming and then, like, really remembering all the details. But it really helps, in my personal experience, with, like, remembering them and then reflecting back upon them, like, really helps as well. And um, this is actually a thought I had a while ago, but it, um, what he just said reminded me of it, when you talk about other beings being in the dreams, like, maybe it could also be, like, concepts that are, you know, manifesting in our dreams as, you know, beings, and it's concepts that we have to confront, or that, you know, maybe we should confront. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, there, there's one, uh, there's another idea um, that came up, this is something that I was going to mention before that came up, and it's um, just something that I'll, I'll share with you guys, but I actually shared it uh, in the broadcast that we did with uh, Michelle and, and Paul Boggy, um, and I encourage you guys, you can check that out through the main website. Uh, Paul's actually beginning a new podcast within the UK time zone, and uh, it's called The Way of Conscious Mindfulness, and again, if you just go to the Paradigm Central website, you can find it under the Quest journals there, and um, one of the things that I brought up, because it was actually something that uh, our good friend Eddie, Eddie Grace, had mentioned to me, um, but it's, it's it's this idea that in some scenarios, this 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 concept of other entities being able to log into the dream space opens up the idea of potentially like non-benevolent benevolent entities entering into the dream space as well and and theoretically theoretically like hijacking dreams and this gets into the idea of like ideas of like grays like gray aliens so this is all very theoretical and i'm just putting it out there just so you guys can sort of like think for yourself and and this is by no means you know like the be all end all but it's this idea that like in some cases gray aliens could like infiltrate someone's dream and disguise themselves as a dream character to be able to try to like manipulate a person's behavior in, in some way or to do something related to their personal agenda or whatever um, and and so I mean like that idea is like kind of daunting and it's a little bit intimidating but um, I, I sort of think it kind of brings in the importance of us being able to be like more conscious and more lucid and more aware within our dreams so that even if there is a situ situation like that we could be able to like confront it we could be able to recognize it and even just knowing that like we are protected in our dream space and so it's just like them kind of trying to play like this trickster role within our psychological concepts but again like you can almost approach that open-heartedly as like a test so I mean as I mean, this is like the 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 idea of more and more of us becoming lucid within our dreams just incredibly is fascinating to me, um, because it, it will uh, allow us to experience moments is moments where we will be tested. You know, we will be tested within dreams. We'll be tested by aspects of ourselves, and potentially aspects of like outside of ourselves uh, as well. Um, and so, I mean, you know, 
when we're talking about like other entities sort of infiltrating dreams, uh, just keep in mind that it is like part of this bigger picture. It is part of like this this higher this this bigger story that's like calling us more into what it is that we can do. And and, and to me, it just kind of brings in like more reasons as to why we should become lucid, because maybe that's something that actually is happening, and it's just not something that we ha- have the context for. But maybe part of society is actually the way it is. You know, and I'm talking like about like aggression and anger and greed and all these sort of lower vibrations because our dreams have actually been infiltrated by like non-benevolent entities or something like that. I mean, so again, this sounds like a very it might like make your make your heart skip a beat or something like that. And I I don't know I don't know, but I'm just saying based on the puzzle pieces, it seems to be a theoretical possibility. But again, for me, it just brings in more reason as to why we should become conscious, why we should you know sort of look into the idea of like becoming light guardians within within the dream space within this space and bringing like peace and bringing like calmness and bringing confidence uh, into our own self and in, into the world as well um, but I mean I, if you guys have any thoughts on that concept feel free uh, Sky I know you had something to say so I'll pass it over to you go ahead I was actually talking to Caitlin before we got on this about a dream that I had where I saw a friend of mine in Walmart, and he was standing in line, and I ran over and I sat on the candy display, and an employee came up to me and said, you're going to break that, and I I looked at her and I said, "Um, that's impossible because we're in an astral realm and these things are not physical matter, and I wasn't... I wasn't conscious of it though, you know what I mean? I, I, I said it almost as if it was a subliminal understanding, but later when I woke up I was reflecting on it and it was kind of like um, an unconscious moment of consciousness and I just wanted to know if that has occurred with other people before. Like, It's almost like you recite exactly what's going on, like you recite this perfect understanding, but you know, you're not actually aware that you're dreaming, you just kind of state that you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting idea when when we do that within dreams where we'll just like drop these aspects of wisdom and then it sort of comes through us, which I think can be really really exciting and and really um you know enriching and nourishing uh, when we do sort of see a part of ourselves that's like tapped into a higher wisdom that's like delivering some sort of cosmic message and and so I mean that will happen in dreams where pay attention to the dialogue, pay attention to things that other people are saying, and pay attention to the things that you're saying as, as well. And, and yeah, like I think that's a good example of just um, some, yeah, what, what can happen within dreams where even if we're not lucid, we're still conscious. Like there's still like a part of ourselves that is aware, that is connected, that is understanding of, of the scenario that it, that is in. Um, yeah, uh, I, uh, let's uh, let's continue to open up the the conversation, and maybe if we have some more questions, we can bounce around uh, a bit some more. But um, yeah, you know, like just going over a couple of the basics, like when it comes to the dream space, like we sort of mentioned it before, you know, aspects of the dream space, uh, basically similar to this physical dimension, but different in the sense of things aren't as dense. Uh, it exists through fourth dimension, which we refer to as time, if we want to think about it that way differently, meaning dreams can involve information that exists beyond the present moment into the past and into the future, and that's where you can get into the ideas of like premonitions within dreams or past lives or future lives within dreams or parallel lives within dreams or lifetimes. And then uh, it also gets into this, the concept of thoughts creating more instantaneously within dreams. So, I mean, like the physicality within dreams, thoughts instantaneously manifesting, and aspects of time are sort of like the three main things that sort of 
distinguish the uh, the difference between the dream space and what we commonly recognize as as the waking state, which again, from my best guess, is still an extension of the same thing. It's it's the spiritual realms crystallize into this physical, and the dream space is more sort of like that etheric aspect of the of the spiritual realms, and and the way how things work there are the way how things work here here there are the exceptions to the rule. Here there are more illusions. Here there are like more additional elements and in, in, in rules, quote-unquote, that sort of govern it so that we have the scenario so that we can live the, the way we do and sort of not totally be aware of the fact that we're like incredibly cosmic beings who are creating all the time and that this world is a reflection of ourself too. And that's the thing, right? Like even within dreams when we realize that everything's a reflection of ourself, that when we see that within our waking, state that's important right when we see like why another person came into our life or if, if someone triggers something in us every person's a mirror right if we if someone like makes us angry that person is there to help us see that anger within ourselves um, these are all conversations we can explore in different ways I just kind of want to open it up uh, going back to like the again you know like we were talking about aliens within dreams and everything like that this can even get into the concept of sleep paralysis and things and, and there's a story that I can actually share about that um, and again you know lots of people have had experiences of aliens within dreams and that seems to be like a common thing that seems to be this idea that you know do aliens when they're talking about abductions and stuff like that do they just work in the physical or do they work in the multi-dimensional aspects of the dream space as well and do people if people dream of being abducted within a dream does that actually like it, are in some cases is that actually like something happening that that does involve like another intelligent entity implementing itself into another person's dream space and you know like maybe they have like the awareness of their, again you know the technology to do that again these are all just concepts and and I'm exploring them alongside you guys so that's kind of the point of the class is to just sort of bounce some ideas around and see what we can do I know uh, QA wants to mention some things about um, or maybe QA wants to mention some things about uh, dreams with aliens or even John if you want to talk about that but Caitlin I'll, I'll pass over to you since you just put your if you want to jump in. Um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to say, like, as I, I've noticed that when I dream, I'm much more connected to myself. Like, I'm much more, I know, my, I seem to know myself much better. Like, I just do what I would do without all the, as you said, like, illusions of this, you know, physical reality. And going back to, like, the whole alien thing, I've never, like, personally experienced aliens, but I've experienced, I've, in all my dreams, like, I talk to people and I interact with people, or, like, I don't know if they're real people or myself or concepts or whatever. Um, and I feel like with aliens, it could either be, like, I don't know, like, I never have a set answer or opinion for anything, really. But it could be them, like, appearing in our physical world, like, maybe under a disguise or under one of those illusions. And then our dreams trying to, like, let us know, like, hey, this is what's going on. You know, like, open your eyes a little bit more because time seems to go almost faster in dreams. And, or it could be, you know, the exact opposite, like, where they appear in our dreams. And, like, that's kind of telling us that they're in our physical reality. And it's kind of the same thing, but then again, it's kind of not. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm explaining it properly. Um, but it's just, like, a passing thought that I had about that. Yeah, I, I it, it is an interesting topic to talk about because it's sometimes like hard to put words on it. Um, definitely, but uh, yeah, again, you know, like that's that's part of the reason for this class is the fact that we first we acknowledge that we don't know everything. You know, the, this this dream space, the, the dreams, 
they are very mysterious. They are very, you know, new to a lot of culture. Like, I mean, oftentimes talking and discussing what dreams are has been something kept in secret and something, you know, kept, like, hidden and, and very few people would, would be aware to talk about it. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're amongst sort of the vanguard when we're just like trying to understand what's possible within the dream space and and so that's why like I wanted to bring in the idea of like other entities like being able to access dreams um, because again it's just trying to understand what is possible but again for me that doesn't the, the idea of other entities being able to access dreams doesn't necessarily always mean a negative thing. It, in some ways, it can be very much mean a positive thing as well. The idea that there's like other sentient conscious in intelligences who are also interacting with us within our dream and who are also helping us uh, as well. Um, okay, well, let Sky go, and then Kiwi and John, if you guys want to, if you have anything to jump in afterwards, just feel free and let me know. But Sky, go ahead. I always felt like if I were in a waking state and say to interact with a higher being, I would be really intimidated, you know? And I feel like maybe that's a big reason why they have to take form of something else. Not only to identify themselves as something we are familiar with and recognize, but but also, I mean, think about an alien and, like, how you would feel if you physically saw one with your eyes and, like, it was trying to interact with you. I'd feel pretty intimidated just from the unknown, you know? Um, the concept, you know, of other beings, like say a being looks in a way that we aren't familiar with, it doesn't look like a human, um, maybe it would just freak us out to the point that we wouldn't listen to the message that they're trying to convey, you know, and that's just a passing thought, something I wanted to speak on. I think um, I think what you hit on there is actually really key. Uh, it just reiterates like the the logic behind uh, yeah, like if another entity is going to come into our dreams, they're going to do it in a way where they can appear so so that there's like comfort between us and them, so that we can have the language and and experience the message. And and then again, you know, this is very common uh, between stories that we hear about with near death experiences when when we hear about you know like people being greeted by loved ones as they sort of pass over uh, and before they come back sort of thing. And then in some cases, you know, like, are those actually loved ones? Or maybe it's like the form of like a higher intelligence appearing as a loved one, but yet it still is a loved one. And it's interesting because we even see this in the movie Contact with Jodie Foster from back in the day. You know, she like goes through this wormhole into another dimension, sees another planet, and then she's on that beach scene. And, you know, it's like a cosmic beach. And she's standing there and she's talking to what she sees as her father. Yet, ultimately, like, it's, it, it even says, you know, it's just like, no, like, I'm not your father. But we're, we're here just so that, you know, you'll be able to find comfort in, in, this, in, in this interaction. So, I mean, the dream space, you know, it's, it's this cosmic thing. Like, literally, you know, we can see other planets and we can see other dimensions and we can experience interactions with other entities. And that's where I feel, you know, when we're talking about, like, alien contact, like, we need to keep in mind, like, what the dream space is opening up to. And, and I think if more people took it seriously, we would sort of, begin to be bridging relationships between ourselves and the bigger cosmic civilizations that are out there. Um, but it's a very personal thing. And, and again, you know, like it's not one of those things where someone can tell you. It's one of the, really one of those things that you have to experience yourself. But as we become more sovereign and more conscious, it allows us to be better students of our dreams. And as we do that, you know, maybe these higher intelligent entities are actually like picking and choosing be like, okay, like this person is awake enough to be able to 
get something out of an experience that we can bring to them and not even that but potentially be able to bring it into the physical you know so I mean that's something where as all of us continue to write down our dreams like yes when we have I you know I'm those ideas excite me the ideas of like someone waking up and be like guys like yeah like I had a crazy dream last night where I was talking to a quote-unquote alien or something like that like when when those happen those are meaningful and and those are worth documenting and, and I think that is where a lot of this like quote-unquote first contact is going to be occurring is actually within the dream space if we start thinking about it that way um, so I mean yeah there's a lot there to explore um, QA or John did, did one of you guys want to jump in I see you guys chatting in the side chat with a, some cool points there QA go ahead uh, just a personal experience maybe it might spark some someone's mind uh, so one dream that I do remember myself when I was living in New York and I would take the bus a lot so my dream was I was on the bus and an alien was trying to get on the bus. Everyone didn't notice like if it was anything weird. The alien didn't have enough change, so I went up and I paid for the alien to get on the bus. He sat and, or she, <laughs> um, sat and I don't remember everything we really talked about, but I think the first thing that the alien said to me was, you're Jacob. And just a simple, whether it be an actual alien or if it was a manifesto in my mind or wherever it was, but that those simple words have resonated in my waking life, if this is the waking life, whereas that next day, there was, in the morning, there was a show actually on Jacob, and I would not have paid attention to it. And I had a lot of insights from having that more attentive mindset towards it. And even 10 years into the future, I remember after a paradigm shift meeting with you guys and talking with, I believe it was Dave, and he was talking about the Jacob's Ladder and the deep meaning in that Jacob story, which is huge. And even... Furthermore, with lately, within the three weeks, I'm just making a connection because Jacob's big thing is he was battling with an angel, which, or they actually argue whether it's battling with an angel or battling with God himself. I can't remember exactly, but I can relate to that where it's, it's like saying, doing, surrendering and doing the will of God, the will of the universe through us instead of fighting that. And I have kind of been, I think, being better by doing that. And I've noticed so many more signs that it really amazes me how often these signs are popping up because I seem to be on that path. I know you remember that one paradigm shift meeting where we were talking, how do you know you're on that path? And what we talked about in that meeting has been, it's like exponential, has been in my reality of late. And you can say all of that could have been by a few words by an alien character in a dream over a decade ago. So um, another little spark I would like to say is if any of you guys had any experiences where like you had a dream and then that dream kind of 
in your waking life, something happens that's directly correlated. It's directly correlated to that dream. It's like a synchronistic happening. Yes, it is a synchronistic happening between dream and waking life. But, yeah. That's what I want to yeah, yeah. That's um. Uh, that that again, you know, is like a great thing to document the the synchronicities between dream experiences and waking life, and something we mentioned at the top of the show. Um, if anybody wants to say something about that, we can get into that. Um, or maybe John, if you just want to share something, but definitely, I, I appreciate you sharing that QA because that's a really interesting point. John, go ahead though. Whatever you want to share. Oh yeah, sure. Um. Uh, gosh, a couple years ago, um, I had a dream where uh, I was training with some Jedi figure, and uh, and then not too long after that, I would say either a week or a month, um, I had another dream where I was in some sort of room with a, a gray. It was actually it was more white than gray, but um, he handed me this drink and somehow I, I like I knew we were friends, like we were like past, like we've been friends for a long time for some reason. It's like I just knew it, even though I didn't know his name or recognize him in any way. It was like there was just this like spiritual recognition. And uh, Anyway, I, uh, I I took the drink, and then I saw that it was just a Starbucks cup, and I saw the Starbucks logo, and uh, and that was, and then that, and then I remember waking up after that. Um, what was interesting is that dream then got me into researching Starbucks, which then led me into researching fluoride, and led me into researching. Um, you know how these chemicals are in our food, and they and they harm our meditation. They they you know uh, calcify the pineal gland, which is related to dreaming and journeying and pretty much meditation. Um, and so it's very important to keep that healthy. And and, and that was kind of like it was like whatever that being was that gave me that drink. In a way, it helped. However, after that, my dreams were no longer showing the Jedi guy and they were no longer lucid they were they were vivid but they were no longer lucid like before that I was able to dream and be like oh I'm dreaming and just you know watch myself dream um I I was just starting out with um deep trance meditation as well um this was about five years ago so yeah I just thought I'd share that yeah, that was a that was the one that you made the quest journal about, was it not? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. So if people want to see that, they can they can browse through the old archives in the quest journal and um, check out what what Ron wrote about that one. But yeah, that's interesting. Um, thanks, John and uh, Caitlin. We'll we'll pass it over to you guys. Um. So the dreams correlating with you know like physical um, experiences. A while ago, it was probably not like too long ago, like not more than six months ago, I don't believe. But I had a dream, and it was a very like short, simple dream. Like I was just outside, I believe, and there was like a ladybug like crawling on my arm and on my hand. 
And, like, that was literally all the dream was, was me observing this ladybug for, like, just a few minutes is what it felt like. Um, and then the next morning, I woke up, like, from the dream, and I went to the bathroom, like, in the bathroom, and uh, the same, like, color ladybug, there was, a, like, a ladybug in the bathroom, um, like, on the sink area, and it was, like, the same colors in my dream and everything, and I just figured I'd share that because it's very interesting to me. Yeah, again, just like another, that's sim simple, simple, but I mean, like, again, you know, even with it not needing to be super profound, it still was just, like, making you notice it. It was just like, huh, like, you know, like, that's interesting. So, I mean, without needing to be, like, this elaborate story or whatever, it's just like, here's something in a dream, here's something there. Therefore, it makes you question, like, you know, are these two worlds connected sort of thing, and, and definitely, definitely, I, I would say so. Um, yeah, I want to, um, I want to get more into, into some of the topics of, like, how dreams sort of fold over into, into this reality, and um, we'll definitely go there, and I'm sure, you know, we got a few more questions we can sort of generate with the group, and I want to take some time to just uh, acknowledge uh, anybody in the live chat. If anybody in the live chat has any questions, please feel free to share those as well, and uh, even just before we do that, I just want to give a shout-out and a welcome to uh, a new player has joined the game. So, Dustin, welcome, welcome to the game. You can test your microphone and say hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. I've been trying to join for a while, but my phone is being weird. Awesome. Well, welcome here, man. And um, I know you you were tuned into the broadcast, and uh, you might have heard earlier we were sort of starting off just by allowing people to just introduce themselves and, and share a little bit about why they're here. So, if you'd like to do that now, by all means, man. What what brings you to Dream Class? Well, I mean, I've always been into dreaming. And, I mean, it's just been a big part of my life for, like, four years. I guess you could say I used to be narcoleptic, and that's kind of a long story, but lots of dreams when you fall asleep all the time. And so, yeah. Cool. Is there is there anything in particular that you might want to learn more about related to dreaming? It's a big, it's a big mm. thing. But. Yeah, it is a big thing. <laughs> Loaded question. I'm kind of just here to see, like, what comes up and then, like, you know? Word, word. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, uh, welcome to the class, and at any point, if you have anything to share, you can just kind of, like, raise your hand and jump in on that. So. Okay. Cool. Um, just going back to uh, Caitlin and, uh, and, and also, uh, Dustin, just when you're not talking, if you can just manually mute your microphone as well. That would just... Perfect. Um, Caitlin, just going back to what you were talking about, the ladybug, uh, again, you know, when animals show up in your dream, it is always worth noting, noticing, like, what that animal was, because, you know, like, every animal sort of has an energy, it has, like, a teaching aspect to them, so, I mean, um, Peril was just mentioning in the, in the chat, uh, literally just saying, you know, maybe that ladybug really was an entity you should pay attention to, so, I mean, that may be something for you to just, even though that dream sounded like it was a while ago, and but the fact that you're mentioning it here connects it again. But maybe just take the time to look up a little bit about the animal teachings of a ladybug. See see what it is that might be in there for you. Maybe there's something that you can learn from it, sort of thing. And maybe who knows? You might you might start seeing it again. And and who knows? Like that could almost be like a trigger, uh, a reality check. Um, and that in itself is, of course, another topic that you know I'd love to be able to explore, and we can bring it into this class as well. Uh, the the concept of just like reality checks, and and I know um, Sky was actually mentioning this. I think it was before the broadcast, but just you know what are reality checks? And and I'll just introduce this real quick. But again, you know, there's a few topics we're kind of circling around at the same time right now. But reality checks are are physical habits that you do within your waking state that will sort of bleed over into habits that you repeat within your dream state that will allow you to 
activate a, a, a shift in awareness so that you can become more conscious and potentially lucid within the dream state. Um, some of the obvious ones, and again, we've mentioned these in past broadcasts, but you know, some of the obvious ones are trying to pull your finger. So you say every time you you like every you can set an alarm, maybe every hour. You want to make it a habit. You try pulling your finger, and then within the physical, it's obviously solid, but within the dream state, you pull your finger and it might stretch, and that sort of gives like this this oh my god, what the hell moment. But that can be like wow, okay, I'm I'm dreaming right now. Um, but again, you know, this is something, to be honest, reality checks is something that um, I don't want to use the word struggled with, but it's just something that I know I haven't fully put as much attention into as I could. And I feel like the thing that would make a difference for me would be like by having an alarm clock that reminded me to do reality checks. Because personally, like I... I, I know that like I don't utilize reality checks as well as I could have and, and that's something that I know I can still bring into my practice um, and, and again you know there's there's a lot of different ways to do reality checks another simple one would be every time you walk through a door look up at the ceiling and oftentimes you'll notice that within dreams the ceiling may not be there um, which is a very interesting thing that like within dreams it's kind of like a video game where it kind of only renders it only it only produces what it needs to so if there's like a corner in your dream and you like look around it too fast you may actually like see a glitch within the dream where like it, it hasn't like loaded it before you looked at it kind of thing which again sort of goes back to this idea of just like you know like are we working with the technology here you know and, and are there ways to sort of hack it and sort of like access the console code where you can, you know, unlock god mode and no clip and flight mode sort of thing, um, you know, and load up new levels. It, and to be honest, I think it is. Like, I, I literally think it is. And and you access this console mode. This is sort of an old video game reference. A console mode is something that would, like, drop down if you are playing, like, Counter-Strike or something and you could type in, like, forward slash, like, no clip would allow you to, like, float through walls or something like that. So, I mean, within a dream this concept can can apply and, and can allow you to, again, you know, like, access that ability to fly through walls within a dream just by thinking about it, because it's your thoughts that lead to it. Um, yeah, God mode. So, um, yeah, but again, reality checks is something we can get into, and I'm going to open up the mic and, and see if anybody else has some suggestions on reality checks. Uh, before we do that, I just want to say um, a shout-out to Nikki. Nikki, it sounds like you're about ready to head off into the astral uh, if you'd like to say farewell, please uh, feel free to do that before you leave. And thanks again for being here. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm really tired now. I'm going <laughs> to go. Dream. All ready to dream now. So, yeah. Thank cool. You. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the astral. So take care. <laughs> see ya. Bye. See ya. Cool. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'll pass it over um, related to reality checks or anything else, but Dustin, go ahead if you want to jump in. Yeah, I do. For me, like reality checks, for me, it's when I look at my hands. Whenever I just happen to see my hands in my dream, it kind of just like makes everything click and I just become like super aware of everything and like really lucid and stuff. And it varies about how long that lucidity lasts, but everything's like super real. And it all starts with like looking at my hands and just seeing how real my hands are. That's how I do my reality checks whenever that happens to happen. So every time that you sort of consciously look at your hands in your waking state, you sort of, what, what do you do? Do you like ask yourself if you're dreaming or do you want to just elaborate? Yeah, so like I would, whenever I'm awake or whatever and I see my hands, I'll just be like, you know, is this a dream? And I know it's not, but I ask myself and get that habit. 
And so then when I'm actually dreaming and I look at my hands, I'll ask myself, is this a dream? And I'll be like, yeah, it's a dream. And from there, it's like I'm lucid and I just do stuff, whatever I feel like doing. But by that point, I guess there's so many options, I don't know what to do. So, yeah. That's cool. And and how long have you been doing that, and, and how frequently does that work for you? Since, like, eighth grade. And, it, yeah, it's since eighth grade. So even now, it's like, it still works, you know. I don't, I don't do it all the time because it just happens. Like, I don't, while I'm dreaming, I don't purposely bring out my hands, but... When it does happen, it happens. I think I'm just so used to lucid dreaming now that I'm good at seeing when it's a dream and when it's not. I'll be right back, though. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, again, you know, we can uh, get back to Dustin when he returns, but uh, Caitlin, Sky, did you guys want to jump in? I, I think I saw you guys. I just, up. Yeah, I go just ahead. Personally... <laughs> I just personally wanted to say that, even if he's not here to hear it, that that is just something that I've actually heard of, and that is why I brought up the whole reality checks thing. It, it almost acts as an initiator element um, to realize that you're dreaming. You know, like, you become so consistent in these, these habits, such as pulling your finger, looking at your hands, looking up in doorways, things like that, like, because they're so um, habitual, they carry into the spiritual realm, or astral realm, I guess, not spiritual realm, but or both. Either way, that's not the point. I just wanted to say yet another example of how our physical reality and the dream reality can sort of bleed into one another. Yeah, that, and I feel like anything you do that makes an imprint on your life physically, like in your physically in an energetic way, like it makes an energetic footprint or imprint on your physical life. Um, I feel like anything like that could really be potentially in your dreams very often because it's something I've personally noticed. When I put a lot of like even mental or emotional intention or anything into something, it just it tends to happen more frequently in my dreams as well. Yeah, 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 those are some good points, and again, it goes back to the simple idea that, like, as you think social you become, what you focus on grows, energy flows where your attention goes kind of thing. So, yeah, like, the the reality checks, like, they don't necessarily have to be complicated. Like, I think that's the important thing. It's just finding one that works for you, and, and to be honest, again, like, that's still something that even just us talking about here does inspire me and does remind me as to like how I can begin using that because I, 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 as much as I'm aware of reality checks, it honestly hasn't been something that I, like, I've like fully brought in properly to my practice and, and it's just because I haven't like done it properly within my waking state so I just need to develop my own my own method to, to be able to do that but again you know like there's there's a lot of other ways to do reality checks um, I'll just share an, an example and then you know we can share some more examples uh, one example that I had from a guy who I met uh, he his reality check was looking at his shoes and and within his dream state his shoes would be like red but within reality, they were actually green. So when he would look at his shoes within his dream state, he'd be like, wait a second, my shoes aren't red. Oh, I'm dreaming. That's right. And then, like, but he would literally, like, do that consecutively sort of thing. So, uh, again, you know, like, the, the 
the, re the concept of reality checks is something that can get really creative. If pulling the finger thing doesn't really work for you, try something else, you know, like there's the jumping up and down thing that that may work for some, but again, you know, try something else. And I think the hands one does work, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's asking questions and it's bringing conscious awareness into the present moment. So I mean, whenever you are doing a reality check, sometimes it can be good just to like connect that with the practice of breathing and bringing mindfulness into that present moment. And so again, you know, you just, that is like part of how we can work towards lucid dreaming is just by bringing more mindfulness into our present state. So, you know, we're more aware of like taking, taking those moments consciously to be like, hey, what does, what does the air feel like right now? You know, like what do I smell right now? And even Peril was talking in the chat of uh, really bringing in texture. So like focusing on touching things. So, I mean, you can do that within waking state, you know, just, just casually touch things and then they were saying that, you know, touching things and focusing on the texture in dreams can really ramp up lucidity for them. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, does anybody else want to share any other um, reality track, reality check uh, things that you can do? Um, okay, John and then Sky, go ahead. Hey, so um, I have tried um, pretty much all the techniques you mentioned. Um, I tried pulling the finger and I pulled my finger out, and it was kind of like a loop. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And I just stayed in the dream. <laughs> like, I didn't realize I was dreaming. I was, I just thought it was awesome. I could pull my finger. Um, another one is uh, the looking up. And uh, I would look up, and I saw I was indoors, but I could see the stars, like the cosmic universe. And I just thought that was really cool and, and just stayed on my dreams. So I, I, I guess um, my question is, is even after doing the reality checks, how do you then tell yourself that it's a dream and it's not just a really cool ability? Um, because the, the one time that I actually did uh, tell myself, oh, yeah, wow, I'm actually dreaming is... Um, I was, I saw uh, a dog that passed away walk by, and I was like, that's my dog. I, he's, yeah, he passed away. This, this is a dream. And then I was like, oh, crap, this is a dream. I guess I'm going to fly now. So I jump up in the air, and because I jumped up in the air, my body shook, and I woke up. That's uh yeah, that's another example. Um, Sky, passing it over to you guys. We'll keep rolling. That that kind of coincides perfectly with what I was about to say. Um, I notice that when I start to become more conscious in my dreams, I it like almost jolts me. Like I wake up really fast and really like disappointed that I'm back in this reality. Because I've had moments like that too. Like for example, with my grandma being in my dream. I don't exactly take it as an indicator that it's a dream. I just kind of accept the fact that somehow we've managed to to bring her back to life and this is just the way it is, you know. But when when I do have those moments of like consciousness that I'm dreaming, it I can't stay in them for long. Like I've I've had moments in my dreams where I control them. Like for example, I had a dream where I was climbing through a house and I needed a ladder, so I just thought of a ladder. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, I can just think of one." And so I did, and it just spawned, and I used it and whatnot. But, but that really is only one of very few instances that I was able to stay in a dream while I was conscious that I was dreaming. Because most of the time, I just kind of 
wake up. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that's a that's a topic in itself and, and a reason, um, a common thing that happens within dreams is that when we do achieve lucidity, it can be very common for us to like wake up suddenly or to almost be like overwhelmed with like the, the excitement. We're just like, oh my god, I'm lucid, like, I made it, I made it. And then you, you get so excited that you wake yourself up. And one of the reasons, uh, one of the ways as to how we can sort of govern this mindfully is to practice meditation during our waking state so that when we do become lucid within a dream state, we can just like chill ourselves out and like take a breath and literally like meditate within the dream space and just kind of knowing that it's like this very fragile thing and if we're like too excited, yeah, like we could wake ourselves up but if we like lose focus then we can like slip back into the dream so it's like you're like walking like a tightrope when, when you're sort of in that lucid dream state and that's where it really brings in this idea of like it does take like acute awareness and some people again you know they talk about lucid dreaming by accident or by default and stuff like that but for the majority of us it really is something that takes focus it takes intention it takes willpower but the rewards of it are phenomenal you know it's experiencing this whole another level of dimension that equally is valuable within this reality because of the experiences and the learning and the knowledge that we gain from it um, so yeah, I'm I'm just uh yeah like there's there's a lot of other things that I definitely want to get into, but I just want to open up the microphones again if anybody else wants to talk about anything. Kiwi, go ahead. Just wanted to quickly say uh, I completely agree with the meditation and the meditation and how it could help you in the dream state with focus. Uh, I kind of correlated it to like emotional intelligence um, because I think that's kind of key, and I think maybe that's how our waking state can obviously correlate to the dream state and if you can be more in control of your emotions, because I think emotions is the thing that really sets it up and can jolt you up, but if you can be kind of not possessed by your emotions, not over, your mind be overpowered by your emotions and you always be in that power state, then I think obviously you can stay in lucid dream longer. I just thought it's really kind of emotions. But yeah, that's it. Cool. Does anybody else want to jump in on anything? Feel free. Um, again, what, what are some other um, reality checks that we might want to share or mention or ideas? Sky, go ahead. I heard one that was, it said if you wear a watch and you consistently look at the watch, not to check time, but to look at the numbers, because apparently if, and this may be based completely on somebody else's experience, because this is not an experience that I've had. I'm like you in that situation. I'm very aware of the reality checks, but I don't really use them much. But um, I also heard one that if you have a watch on and you look at it when you're in a dream, it won't be numbers. It'll be something entirely different because there is no time in the fourth or in astral dimension. So, you know, there really is no measurement of anything. It just is what it is. And when you look at your watch, you kind of just experience something um, otherworldly, I guess, would be a good one. Yeah, that's another thing about the dream space is that it seems that, um, like, writing, anything with sort of, like, writing and stuff like that is, like, glitched out um, for whatever reason. Sorry, I'm just doing something. Try that one. Uh, 
uh, <clears throat> FYI, for uh, for people who were trying to join the live chat or trying to join the Hangout, um, they may have found that one of the links that I posted uh, was directing them to a wrong place. Uh, just go back to the live chat on the main website and you can find the most recent link uh, that I posted in there or click the Join the Hangout button within the main link on the website um, within like the actual Paradigm Shift Dream Class June 14th page. Um, but again, just inviting people to feel free to join in. We still got more in this class. But uh, yeah, like that. you're right. Like That's a really interesting, again, observation as to the characteristics of the dream space. One of the things being is that like writing is very glitchy within the dream space. So that can be a thing where if you see something within the dream that has like, again, you know, uh, Sky was talking about like a clock or anything like that, um, try like getting up close to it and observing it and try reading it. And, and then your inability to read it will be like, oh my God, this is so glitchy. But then that could be a trigger. That could be a way for, for you to activate uh, more lucidity uh, as well. Um, yeah, what are, does anybody else want to share with anything? Or we can totally begin to open things up into a, into a new realm with a new question. And we'll wrap this broadcast up no more than another hour. So we'll, we'll put a cap on it. And um, yeah, we'll just keep things moving along, though. But I, I really appreciate it. Again, everybody, thank you so much for, for joining in, for being a part of this. This is a, It's always fun. It's always exciting. And you know, even if topics sort of come up time and time again within a dream class, it's always relevant because you know we're constantly like, we're at a new point and and the the topics may sort of like our perception of the topics is changing so that's why we want to go back to them time and time again because we're we're constantly changing um, John I think you had your mic opened if you want to jump in with anything feel free or if anybody else wants to jump in John go ahead um, yeah I was wondering if the beings that you see within a dream um, when I see it I have pretty vivid dreams and I see that there's like if, if I could think of it like three categories of beings you got the beings that are just there you know like uh, human beings or you know whatever dream space you happen to be on at the time but they're they're just as oblivious as you are as far as uh, dreaming like as if they don't even understand it's a dream they think it's reality then you got these other beings that are kind of like jokester, trickster. I guess you would call them trickster beings, but they're kind of like they're they're just kind of playing with you. And then you got these other beings that are like, I guess some would call like benevolent beings, like Mother Mary comes to give you a marshmallow or something like that. Um, you know, or or even if uh, you know. Not even deities. I just use Mother Mary for an example, but like you know, it could be a blue fairy or something. Um, but it's definitely not human, and it's not um, oblivious to you. Like it is aware that you are there. Anyway, I'm thinking if any reactions to those beings can trigger you into realizing that you're dreaming. Sorry, do you want to just ask that? Was that a question you're asking? Can you just rephrase that, maybe? Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if um, the trigger could be the the beings or the people that you were interacting with inside the dream. Could those act as triggers? Like, can has anybody ever experienced 
a being saying you're dreaming. Mm. That's a yeah. That's a really that's a really interesting idea. Um, I'd love to hear some things about that. And again, you know, like like the concept of like <laughs> of uh, asking other characters within a dream whether or not they even know their dream characters is like a really interesting conversation itself. And and just um, just to quickly just branch off, one thing that you can actually do within shared dreams that I've heard about is like some people will go up to another person who's like sleepwalking in their dream, and they'll like try to wake them up. So I mean, you know, like. Maybe that will happen. Maybe Sky and Caitlin, if you guys like have a shared dream, maybe one of you will have to like wake the other one up and be like, be like, Caitlin, Caitlin, or Sky, Sky, like you're dreaming right now. Like we made it. But then like it, you know, this is just a scenario. But then one of them would just be like, be like, no way, man. Like no, we're not. This isn't a dream at all, man. Like totally. And it's like no, you're dreaming, and you have to like shake them and wake them up. And again, you know, it's just kind of like like they still have that virtual reality headset on. You almost have to like take it off, and then it's just like, oh my god, but. But yeah, like that's almost like a parallel within this waking state where some people, you know, they're sleepwalking through their waking state, and uh, yeah, you have to like sort of shake them to to wake them up, and so you do that. There's parallels between the dream state story and, and this state story. I feel, but uh, yeah, the, the, what, kind of going back to what John was saying, if anybody's ever had a dream character tell them that they were dreaming or anything like that, I'd love to hear about that or anything else. But Caitlin, go go ahead. Um, a while ago, um, I did have a dream character tell me that I was dreaming and at the time I was very close with the person and it was actually a very like dark time of my life um, and it's kind of odd that I experienced it in my opinion now looking back but um, he, he told me and like I remember like his exact words he was like you're dreaming you know you can't move like you do in the physical reality you have to think it more than like like physically move your muscles like it's not muscle memory it's your mind and I just wanted to I have I have um a question for I'm sorry I can't remember who brought up the idea but like dream characters and their presence um especially more mystical beings and their presence kind of triggering you to realize that you're dreaming were you referring to a feeling that their presence brings you know like you you feel something and it kind of just mm, triggers I guess it, I'm not really doing what I'm trying to say justice with my words right now, but yeah, yeah. I, I, John, John, go ahead if you have a direct response to that. And, and no, I think I understood what you were saying. So, okay, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, what I was saying is that you actually see. I mean, with our um, inherited, um, you know, psychic abilities. Some people are telepathic. Some people are empathic. Um, we all journey differently. A lot of people see, um, you know, visualization after visualization. You know, there's just tons of visions and beauty and everything. Other people just feel everything. Like other people just, they just, they can feel it, but they don't see it. And and I, I guess without um, picking one of those in particular, um, since we are talking about dreaming, and dreaming is really visual I guess I mean if you see the being like if you see the blue fairy or you see the white rabbit or whatever it is hmm. like a lot of people uh, talk about angelic you know um, beings that appear to them in their dreams or um, uh, you know, or we were talking about earlier, you know, aliens, you know, but yet we as humans, we, you know, 
we don't necessarily, uh, you know, we put aliens in a box. We try to label it so, you know, it could be uh, benevolent, but yet our own um, view can see it as malevolent and therefore, you know, limiting the uh, the experience. So that's why I was, you know, using uh, angels um, as an example. But yeah, I guess I meant seeing. I, I guess that kind of goes back to what we were saying about how sometimes when we're in a dream and something um, unusual pops up, we, we tend to just accept it as reality instead of realize that we're in a dream. I guess it kind of just depends on the moment. And um, I like what someone said, too, earlier in the chat. They said it's not your time to know yet. Like, if it's it's your time to know that, you know, you're dreaming and actually tap into that, I guess you could say, ability to recognize it, then more so you're probably likely to recognize that you're dreaming based off seeing another being. But at the same time, you may not be ready. and it may just be dismissed as reality somehow in some unexplainable way you just accept it. Yeah, yeah, again, it's, it's interesting to sort of acknowledge that, yeah, we really have to sort of like trust the dream space and, and not be frustrated by it if we feel like, be like, oh, like, why didn't I see this or why didn't I get that, knowing that there is, if you want to think about it this way, some sort of like higher governing aspect that you're right is sort of, directing what comes up to us in the dreams and what we become aware of and everything but again it's again it's like yeah it's like you you only see what you're ready for kind of kind of thing um and, and kind of going back to what, what you were asking before sky and then i'll pass it over to you caitlin uh when you were talking about like higher you know like other entities and things like that again i think it's like the presence can be a very heartfelt presence it's like seeing them with your heart that that can sort of you know it's almost like you're like reading their aura with your with your heart can be one way of sort of determining like what is this entity like is it just like another dream character reflection or is it like something else that has a presence um, and I mean it may, it may be one of those things where like it could go right past you and, and you'll, you'll never really fully you'll, you may never actually know and again maybe in some cases you're not actually supposed to know but yeah in in a ideal dream scenario where like everything is lucid yeah we sort of have to think about like the tricks and tips as to how we can use our modalities to to acknowledge and like decipher our dream space around us and I feel one of them is like using the heart to listen to like the energies of another entity and, and sort of say like okay like you know this is whereas if it was just a dream character maybe it would be like a low vibration almost like a, a an AI character within you know like a scenario but then if it was like another intelligent entity it would have like a vibrance to it you know like a light or something like that you know these are kind of words trying to describe a concept within the dream space but yeah that could be I, I think, yeah, just being able to listen with your heart. <clears throat> and again, this is something that we can practice in our day-to-day -day life. If you're, like, meeting a stranger for the first time, listen with your heart because maybe that will say, like, hey, you know, like, maybe you should hang out with this person more or maybe it should say maybe you should hang out with this person less, you know, sort of, like, helps guide you in that way. Um, it's that inner intuition that, that does have access to, like, more information than, than what you normally perceive with like your regular senses so it's like tapping into that additional sense uh, so yeah the heart is uh, definitely the heart is an intelligence in itself the heart is a you know it's like the heart the heart is eyes and ears 
as well. We don't just see with, like we don't don't just see with your eyes and ears. Don't just see and hear with your eyes and ears. Like listen with your entire body. See with your entire body, um, and that can apply to the dream state. And again, keeping in mind that we don't even have physical bodies within the dream state. We just imagine that we do. So I mean, that's a whole conversation itself, and that gets into like you know like being able to morph and different abilities. Um, but going back to Caitlin, I know sorry you had your hand up a minute ago. If you wanted to jump in with anything, or go ahead. Um, yeah, kind of what you just said reminded me of something. Um, I w read this book, The Divine Matrix, um, by, what was it, Greg, Greg Braden? Braden. Greg Braden. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's really good. Um, anyways, he mentioned a, um experiment done in there that by HeartMath where they, like, tested the heart, kind of, and they've kind of proved or found that it actually has, like, an electromagnetic you know, field that is very, um, like it can really affect a lot of things. And I thought that was just an interesting tidbit. And also, um, going back to what we were talking about like a, a while um, ago was the writing and how like, I, I remember this one time in a dream, I saw like, it was almost like a scroll, but it, I knew that it was very like, it was very important and it was almost like a sacred um, piece of text. And I remember trying to read it, like I, that was like the whole thing was me trying to read it and I couldn't, like it was just, it was a bunch of gibberish and symbols and it had no meaning whatsoever to my conscious mind, like even now. And I just thought that was, um, I just wanted to share that because I think it goes also connects to when you're not ready for something maybe and so it just doesn't appear as perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. Sure. So anybody else anybody else wanna jump in on the uh topic of being able to like recognize other entities in your dreams? Um I can share with you guys, uh, again, you know, opening it up first, but there's a story that I want to share with you guys of like a sort of sleep paralysis encounter with a potential gray that I had within a dream one time that was pretty visceral that I can share with you guys. It's kinda of scary actually, but in a way worth sharing. Uh Dustin, go ahead. Yeah. So I'll start with the whole recognizing people in dreams. There are times where, like, I notice that I'm not talking to, like, a mindless dream character and I am talking to, like, some sort of being. And it's usually the vibe. You get some sort of vibe. I can't describe it, but you kind of just know, at least I do in my dreams, that this is some sort of not dream character but some real thing that I'm interacting with. I get that vibe sometimes. And in regards to sleep paralysis, that is really, really scary. I don't get it as much anymore. And it definitely helps not to be scared, for sure. But, um, yeah, I think I've had experiences, many different sleep paralysis experiences, where, like, I'll start off in a dream and become aware that I'm dreaming or something or that I'm interacting with this being, and it'll switch over to, like, sleep paralysis mode where, like, there's actually, I'm kind of half awake, half asleep, and I can actually see, like, something, you know, interacting with me in some way of some sort, you know? And I usually just wait it out, but that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, I mean, sleep paralysis, I feel it, it is something that, you know, probably everyone will experience at least a couple times within their lifetime and it is worth just sort of being talking talking about uh, <clears throat> to sort of be able to like grasp our head around like what what is happening and everything. Um, 
so I mean, I'll, I'll share with you guys a, a quick uh, sleep paralysis story that that I had. And uh, again, you know, like when it comes to sleep paralysis, it seems to be in this case where the mind is awake but the body is asleep, which is actually like a very common process of falling asleep. Like that's usually what happens. Usually what happens when you fall asleep is like your mind goes to sleep and then your body goes to sleep. But if you meditate and this is where you can get into like practices of astral projection and you do things to keep your mind awake as you're falling asleep, your body will fall asleep, your mind stays awake and then you can either go right into a lucid dream or potentially it could like become like sort of something similar to a sleep paralysis experience. But again, sleep paralysis can occur from within the sleep state and you sort of like half wake up but again like your mind wakes up your eyes even may open but your body is still asleep which uh, disconnects you from your ability to move it which for a lot of people can sort of be this fear inducing thing again just because they don't really have a understanding and concept and all they know is just like oh my god why can't I move my body what the hell this is scary you know and some people are just like am I dead or something like that it can get very very overwhelming very fast but ultimately, you know, like if it is like a, if if anybody does uh, go into sleep paralysis, you know, even from here on in the future, really just j even just from this information alone, uh, just like try to bring calmness into it as much as you can, and just connect with your breath and be really calm, and you know, allow it to pass, and also to even be able to observe it because you're definitely going to be in sort of like this like in between state, and um, yeah, there may be like a particular lesson there for you. And, and again, you know, it's a conversation we're still exploring as we continue to go. So I'll, I'll just share my quick experience. Um, I've only had sleep paralysis a couple times, uh, a few times throughout my life, but I had it maybe, I don't know, probably like four or five months ago, give or take, probably longer than that. But what actually happened was really interesting, and uh, it has to do with the grace. And um, I was actually watching the movie uh, Jupiter Ascending which uh, many of you are probably familiar with. It's uh, one of the movies by the uh, Wachowski siblings. And uh, in the movie, it has a lot to do with like this bigger picture of our cosmic civilization, of our cosmic universe, and uh, other like entities and other, you know, again, galactic civilizations. And also the greys are in it. And again, you know, the greys are sort of, based on who you listen to, they're sort of like these, these uh, sort of almost like, hired worker aliens, and they sort of do tasks for, for other people. And, and other uh, allegiances that they have and everything. And uh, they're kind of like, yeah, like, I mean, it's hard to explain. But anyways, within the story of Jupiter Ascending, these greys are actually in the story, and they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of like doing, like, tasks and everything like that, and they're kind of like infiltrating people and uh, even manipulating their memory and things. And then what actually happened is that, like, I, w I was, like, watching this movie, and I stopped it halfway, and then I went to sleep. And so, I mean, this actually alludes into the concept of what we talked about before of, like, noticing how if you're doing something in the waking state, it can sometimes come up within the dream state, where if you're, like, watching a movie and then you go to sleep and you'll dream of that movie, and this can actually become an interesting thing because you could actually program your dreams. This is, like, something that I want to get into more, like, the idea of, like, watch this before going to bed and you'll have a dream about this or something like that. Like, imagine it became that programmable and that predictable and that consistent. That would be, like, a whole new market there. A whole new potential, but uh, so what happened within my dream? Um, first of all, the first thing that happened that was most interesting is that my dog, my golden retriever dog, came and slept in my room with me that day. And as I tell the story in retrospect, that to me was like super interesting because he does not normally sleep in my room, and yet for some reason, quote unquote, some reason, he was in my room that night. And then basically, um, what ended up happening is that as I was, like, going to sleep, eventually, like, I had a, an experience 
where uh, I, sorry, I was just going to say uh, human potential, if you can just mute your microphone because for whatever reason I can't mute your microphone. Perfect, thanks. Um, so basically what happened within the dream is that I awoke uh, in, in, a, in a sleep paralysis state and in my sleep paralysis state, um, sort of what I observed was like an entity like standing near the end of my bed that looked like a gray, but again, it, it's hard for me to even say if it was a gray or if it was just like me seeing reflections off of things in my room and my imagination interpreting it uh, as a figure that in the moment I'm just like, hey, that kind of looks as like a gray or kind of looks like, again, it didn't even just look like a gray, it just looked like something. And, it, and there was a presence and it, and it felt like something and it felt like there was something at the end of my bed and it was like looking back at me. And, and, and what and then within this moment, like I had enough time to observe it, and I and I was freaked out, but I wasn't like a hundred percent freaked out, and I was just kind of like, okay, like I'm having sleep paralysis, like okay, like theoretically there's like a gray at the end of my bed or something like that, and then because I was like you know a little bit scared, what I actually did within my within my half like within my um, sleep paralysis state, I was able to make a little bit of noise, and this is like something that we've actually noticed before. Sometimes that happens in sleep paralysis, where like some people will, like try and scream and they can't scream, sort of thing. And that could, again, this can be like really scary. But again, you know, we're talking about it so we can help sort of dispel 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 um, some of the fear. And uh, what I did is I, I like got my dog's attention. So like within my sleep paralysis state, I was like calling to my dog. Like my dog's name is Dallin. And I was just like trying to make a noise, right? And I was just like, Dallin, Dallin, right? And you know, like and like barely any noise was like coming out, but I was like still trying to like make a noise. And then eventually like it was enough that like, it like woke him up. I, and even though I wasn't very loud, I was like psychically trying to communicate with him. And then he came up over to me, and he, like, nudged me with his nose and just kind of burrowed his face into me and stuff like that. And then it, like, physically woke me up. And then, like, in that moment, I was just, like, I, again, I, I, I was just, like, really just, like, whoa, like, what the hell was that? Like, that's not something that happened normally for me. And I was just, like, really thankful for him being there. And so, again, you know, it was really interesting how, like, the fact that he was there to me, alludes to this idea that animals are almost, like, connected into, like, this higher conscious intelligence and this higher intuitive intelligence. You know, like, my dog almost knew that this was going to happen, even though it may not have known that this was going to happen. You know, like, my dog was just, like, guided to be there from, like, a nonlinear perspective sort of thing. And then because he was there, it allowed me to have this experience, and, and he was actually, like, a guardian in that scenario that allowed me to, like, be like able to get me out of it and if he wasn't there I don't know exactly what would happen it's hard for me to say but it was interesting um, and again you know like is this me like in, in retrospect I'm like okay what do I get out of this experience A I get out of the fact that this is an experience that can happen it's something that can happen to other people but I'm not gonna just like 100% jump on the bandwagon and say like oh there was a gray at the end of my bed this is what happened because like I said it was just kinda it, it, it was also like the idea that I was seeing things in my room that my imagination was like interpolating as something similar to a gray without actually being a gray. So I mean, I think that's something that we have to keep in mind is that sometimes within our, our within our within our, uh, our sleep paralysis states, sometimes like our imagination can feed into the moment and sort of create a character, create the projection of, of, of something that may not actually be that something, if, if that makes sense. Um, so again, you know, like, can greys infiltrate dreams? 
maybe-ish, you know, it's still a topic we're talking about, but regardless, uh, sleep paralysis is still a real thing. And then you hear other people talking about, you know, like old hags and other characters that they see, other common things that they see within sleep paralysis. Um, but again, you know, like, ultimately these things, as scary as they are, for me, they're also valuable teachers. Because, like I said, I did my best in that moment to, like, not... To, to sort of let go of the fear. I was just like, holy crap, this is intense, but like I was actually consciously like breathing my way through it sort of thing instead of just being like completely overwhelmed. And that's why like when I woke up, I was actually like, I was scared. I, I was still like kind of like in shock, but I was just like, wow, you know, like that was like a, that was like a psychedelic experience there. Like that was real. Like that was something different. And the fact that it was so otherworldly actually made me grateful to have the opportunity to to experience it in that way. So so yeah, that's my story. Um, again, you know about like how my dog saved me from the grays or whatever the whatever happens. So, but if anybody has any thoughts or comments or similar stories that they want to share related to that, um, please f feel free. You know, again, let's help dispel some of the. Uh, ideas and concepts related to that. Um, Kiwi, I think uh, you had your mic open earlier, so we'll do Kiwi and then uh, Jack, if you want to jump in after that. Kiwi, go ahead. Yeah, I just got a quick story. This isn't as good as yours. Yours was remarkable. Um, yeah, I just when I was sleeping once, I was sleeping on my side, and I had woken up, or I, I completely believe I had woken up, and I saw like, I was at the side of the bed, and I saw <clears throat> a boy just about a foot away from me, quiet, not saying anything, just staring right at me, probably. And at first, I was not scared. So I sh I mean, it's a boy that I don't know, just in my room, just looking at me. And <clears throat> after a while, like you said, it's like I was trying to move, and then I'm trying to make any kind of sound and no sound was coming out at all. And then that's where I got a little bit panicked. And then I eventually woke up after a while. And I think that's the, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't too scared in the fact that I just went back to sleep. I didn't stay up. I've had some dreams where I just didn't want to go back to sleep. But it was definitely a hell of an experience. and. I've had a couple similar, but since that first one, I don't get as panicked. But I just think it's very, for lack of a better term, crazy <laughs> that we have all these experiences where there's a sleep paralysis and we see an actual being. It just makes me think is that <laughs> the amount of powers that aliens, and I know I'm going off the with the amount of powers aliens possibly have. They're, they could be in complete control of the matrix that we're living in, whatever. I'm going off the deep, but to be there if they want and have us in that state and actually be there and make us think we're just dreaming. But that's a little off. But that's just my experience. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Kiway. And, uh, yeah, again, you know, like, there's lots of experience of people seeing weird stuff when they're half between those states, and again, you know, like, there's some things that may sound stranger than fiction, but there's, this reality is <laughs> very, very hyperdelic, so, I mean, nothing's too, too out of the realms of possibilities, so, again, you know, we're investigating, we're exploring, and even exploring the darker sides, I think, is, is important within this investigation, so, yeah, um, 
Indigo, did you want to jump in with anything? And then if anybody else wants to, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, um, I guess I can go on the topic of sleep paralysis. Um, I mean, I've experienced a little bit, but I, I think I want to talk about my brother's experience that he came to me. Um, my brother is totally asleep meaning he is not interested in any of the spiritual stuff and he's living totally 3D life doesn't you know anytime I bring up any spiritual stuff it's kind of make they make fun of you they block it they which is totally cool I love my brother no matter what but he opened up to me one time and he told me that there were grays visiting him and putting him under sleep paralysis and it scared him and there's and he wanted you know, my advice on what to do. He's like, oh, you don't talk about the spiritual stuff. Like, I don't know anybody else to tell this. Everybody's going to think I'm crazy and stuff. Like, so I just told him, I said, man, um, the only advice I can give you right now is that if you're in a state of fear, it gives it control. So try to work on not being scared and try to find out what they want, you know, what, what, what they're here to connect with you about, you know. But... He was, he was kind of satisfied with that at the moment, but I went deeper, and I really connected and went to the kosh, and I, I figured out what's happening, that these greys actually are going extinct, and they've made contracts with human beings um, in the spiritual realms that most unawakened humans aren't even aware of, that they're going to connect with their genetics to have children that are hybrids that are going to help have a continuation of their uh, genetic line because, as you know, humans are very filled with emotion. So I, I can't really tell him that, but about six months later he had a child, and this child, I've met him. He's still a baby. His name's John, and um, he is amazing he's definitely a hybrid he's got super amazing like when you walk by him like you your crown chakra is just blown up with all this energy that definitely is way more powerful than any human i've been around a lot of awakened high level human beings and lots of spiritual conferences and this little joker is like powerful so yeah that's that's what i gotta say on the subject of uh, sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Anybody else wants to open up and thanks, Indigo? Caitlin, Sky, go ahead. Um, yeah, on the subject of sleep paralysis, I've never experienced it while awake. Like, I've never been, my body's, ne like, my mind's never been, like, actually awake, but I've experienced it, like, in dreams. Like, I was dreaming of laying in bed asleep, almost. Um, one time, which was kind of had, it wasn't a gray, but it was some, it wasn't a part of me. I know that much because it really scared me a lot. And um, I was actually at her house that night. And um, I had this dream, I guess, and I was standing in the corner of her room, and there was like a being. And in my mind's eye, it was like a, a whitish, almost, um, like cloudy white color, but it was really scary. Um, and it kind of moved in like a semi semicircle around the room towards me. And um, somebody mentioned before how like you actually, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names. Anyways, yeah, somebody mentioned before how like they were trying to scream and um, couldn't. And that was 
what I experienced with that. Like I, and it happens like a lot in my dreams when I'm really scared. Like I just cannot make any noise, and I'm like really trying, and it's just not working, and it's like really unexplainable. Um, but yeah, and it it can be really scary, and it's easy to let the fear kind of overcome you, but. It's easy to overcome the fear if you can put yourself in a state of observation. That, that for me, soothes so many things. Like, if you can just, like, kind of quiet the chatter going on up here as to, like, you know, trying to make sense and rationalize what it is and how to understand it, you just kind of notice it and just separate yourself from it almost, but still recognize it as an existing thing that doesn't have an intent to harm you. Yeah, I think that's a good point, the idea of being able to become the observer of your dreams and, and again, you know, like the observer within your waking state as well. Um, again, you know, so bringing more mindfulness, like observing your thoughts, observing the process, observing the dream, kind of doing it from this like third-person perspective uh, can allow you to just sort of be able to like step back and not be so in, like encased or, or in, you know just like overwhelmed by uh, whatever you like feel yourself as as the, you know, whatever your emotions may be experiencing um, in that so yeah that's some that's some good points there um, yeah again you know like the sleep paralysis thing I, I think it's it's a teacher you know everything's a sifu uh, as, as Paul Boggy would say it's definitely something that we can learn and, and as scary as it is it's definitely something that we can Oh, like we can overcome that. We can we can gain more confidence. We can gain more understanding out of that. And again, you know, like I I know um, other people who talk about like seeing sort of like shadow beings and stuff when they fall asleep and everything. And um, actually, like a friend of mine talks about like how they have to sleep with the TV on. And uh, this is interesting because. Um, what what I feel is like another thing that we need to bring up into the conversation is like the importance of sort of turning your sleeping space into a sacred space uh, as well because I mean you know if there are like the ideas of like shadow beings and entities and not to say like they're good or bad but if they're sort of scaring you and they're freaking you out sort of thing and and maybe like one way how you can sort of like help with that is by just um, yeah, like bringing intention into your space, you know, like doing smudging, maybe putting around some crystals with a specific intention to it, maybe just cleaning up your room, bringing different colors into it, or like small night lights or, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I think it's a, that's a conversation in itself, right? Like just being aware of how changing your sleeping space can, can affect the, uh, the aspects of how you dream and, and then potentially even like dreaming with another person uh, can allow you to sort of create like a bubble of like safe space uh, with with that person whereas you know previously they might sort of feel like overwhelmed by the scenario but if they have someone else there this is something that I was actually experiencing that other person can almost be sort of like a shamanic sort of like create like a shamanic space within within like where it is that the two people are sleeping sort of thing um, if, if that makes sense they can sort of like like yeah, I was thinking about this like the idea of like uh, you know almost like like combating like negative entities within your mind as you're kind of like falling asleep to be able to create a safe space for the person who you're next to sort of thing it sounds kind of like a crazy idea and, and I'm not explaining it the best and, and perhaps it'll be something we'll get more into another time but um, it's just an idea and again so if anybody has anything that they want to talk about uh, maybe related to like 
noticing differences of how you dream when you're in different spaces and how that affects you or any experience based on that. Um, feel free to jump on that and just jump ahead. We'll, uh, we'll aim to wrap up the show um, again within the next half hour. So we'll get into a couple more points and then we'll get uh, into our closing meditation with the, uh, with the, the dream tree that I'll, I'll explain once we get there. But Jack, go ahead. Okay, um, I had an ex-girlfriend that I was with, and I, I learned that I was a dreamwalker because every time that we would sleep in the same bed together, I'd be able to walk right into her dreams and, like, see what's going on and be like, her dreams were, like, you know, totally different than mine. So I was like, this is, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't judge nobody or nothing, but it was some chaotic, crazy going stuff going on. And so... I don't know, like, your space of the aura that you're around, like, this is, I think I brought this up in another dream class where some people are sleeping in the cities or in duplexes where their bed is next to a wall, and the wall is right next, like, behind the wall, there's another person sleeping in their bed, and your auras are mixing, and sometimes people can be, you know, getting different stuff from other people while they're sleeping because their auras are so close to each other, and they don't even... You know, they think there's a wall there, so in your mind, you think, there's a wall. Nobody, But if your wall is right next to another person's bed that's in another house that's a totally another person you don't even know, you know what I'm saying? It can, it can have an effect somewhat on your dream. And as far as going into creating a sacred space, um, I have all kinds of different crystals that I put right by my bed, right by the headboard there. And um, I do all kinds of different uh, grids. And sometimes I even put some under my pillow if I have certain chakras in my throat lately. It's been a little crazy, so I'll put throat chakra crystals there. And um, and if I can jump back into another subject that, that you guys talked about before, um, I was trying to join earlier when I was watching a live broadcast on YouTube, and you guys were saying, um, what do you guys do whenever you're trying to see if you're actually dreaming. Like, I think Brendan said the colored shoes or something, or you got a friend with colored shoes. Other people were saying, for me, I just fly. I just float in the air. Like, I can't do that in physical reality. <laughs> but in dream time, I can fly around. So if I ever want to check if I'm dreaming or not, I just say, can I float in the air right now? <laughs> if I can't, it's, pretty, it's a pretty solid thing, so I guess I'll kind of wrap up what I'm saying and shoot it on to somebody else. Yeah, the uh, just hitting on the flying thing. Um, again, yeah, like that is a reality check, and it's uh, we've mentioned it before in, in previous broadcasts, but um, you can do that. People throughout the day, you know, check if you can fly within the waking state, but again, like, when you're checking... The subtle variation I, I sort of bring in is, like, the difference between just, like, trying to jump with the intention of, like, seeing whether or not you fall down or you jump with the intention of flying. So it's sort of, like, check in with your heart. So don't just jump to see whether gravity will pull you down. Jump with the intention of floating up. And so it's this process of, like, letting go. And that's, again, you know, within dreams I've experienced that where I'm just like, can I float right now? And then I might, like, start floating for, like, half a second. But then I come back down because, like, in my mind I'm just like, gravity, question mark, still exists, question mark. So it's about, like, letting go of, of like, those physical density concepts that bleed over into our matrix of the dream space that sort of determine, like, so part of the characteristics of it. 
but yeah, like floating, checking if you can float within this reality, you know, maybe every time you, you know, every hour or something, just try jumping, and then again, you can sort of repeat that within a dream space, and um, yeah, I want to talk more about jumping and flying around and stuff. Um, I will say, guys, we're going to have to get close to wrapping this up soon, and, and part of the reason is just because uh, I got to go take care of my dog downstairs. He's, he's barking, and uh, I just don't want to keep the rest of the household up, but uh, we'll move into some, some final notes and uh, then short micro-meditation related to the common space of the dream tree. I'll just say real quick, within this broadcast, uh, within the previous dream classes, we've been doing this idea of meeting up within a shared space, within the dream space, and uh, one of the things that we do for that is meeting up at the dream tree, and uh, this is, uh, I'll post a link in the chat for you guys to see that, but it's the, the promotional image that you see for, for the broadcast, and, and it's like, again, you know, this person sort of standing on the checkerboards of, uh, knowledge, you know, between the two pillars of knowledge, and they're looking out into a field, and they see a tree, more so less about the checker fields and the and the checkerboards and the and the pillars, but more focusing on the concept of the tree out in the field with the paradigm shift sigil floating above it. This is like a space that we're creating within the dream to be able to like gather around as a concept. It's being like a beacon or a portal for, for us to think about as we fall asleep and for us to meet up at within the astral space in the same way we can meet up within this physical space. And we actually did have um, one of our friends, Ashley, who has talked about how she actually had a dream where she was there and, and there were others of us who were like hanging around at the tree. And so um, it's it's uh, cool to hear that other people have made it there. And again, that's for me, like that's like a personal goal to like become lucid and then to be like, okay, I want to go to the tree and then, you know, you teleport to the tree and you bring yourself there. So it's actually creating an objective. It's creating a tangible goal. And um, yeah, it's just something that is an interesting recurring theme that we can sort of bring into classes time and time again. Um, and uh, again, you know, like one thing that I will say is that within dreams, it, it does seem that there's like parts of ourselves that can be very busy within the dream space that we may not even hear about. Um, Oftentimes people, or not oftentimes, but every now and then somebody will message me online and tell me about how like I showed up in one of their dreams. And what's interesting is that like sometimes they've told me stories about things that I've done in their dreams that have actually sort of like revealed to me another part of myself. And I was just like, oh, that's really cool to hear that like this happened or, or, or I played this role within your dream. And um, like I've had dreams, I've had other people tell me about their dreams where within their dreams I've like played like the role of like sort of like a shamanic healer and things. And so I was just like, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Again, you know, like was that their projection of me or was that projection again like sort of like tapping into the energetic code of my essence sort of thing. So without me like without my conscious reality technically needing to be there, there was still like the energy of my essence that was appearing within the dream, <clears throat> appearing in their dream that was still a reflection of like who I am and who I can become sort of thing. Um, so I mean there's a whole topic there just about like, you know, like, yeah, I feel when we look at things as like packages of energy, then we can start to sort of figure out how characters appear within dreams. So it's like, you know, like, am I talking to Einstein or am I talking to the energetic pattern of Einstein sort of thing? It's kind of like a, like a hologram of him that contains all the knowledge and the information without maybe being like the actual consciousness of Einstein, so to speak. But again, you know, words sort of have a challenging time kind of wrapping their head around that, but we'll do the best we can and we'll get into more stuff as we go. Um, Jack, go ahead. Yep. Brendan? I just want to congratulate you on your uh, interview with Kirk Spiritual Television. Oh, thanks. Uh, I saw that, man, and 
I just wanted to say, dude, blessings, and uh, you're getting out there, and we have something that we've already kind of, we're going to release that. We don't really want to say anything, but, dude, you're growing, you're expanding, man. I just want to take a second to show that appreciation for you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. And, again, you know, like, it's, it's shared growth. Like that's that's the exciting thing, you know. Like each each one of us, as as we as we bring in new experiences, we're like bringing new experiences into the community. And and again, you know, like that's why I really encourage people when they're bringing it, you know, when they're having these new synchronicities, when they're getting these new inspirations, when they're creating new art, when they're having new visceral dreams. If you can share those within the community, that's like really awesome because it's 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 bringing it into that collective experience. It's like downloading it so that we all share and learn from it. You know, like that's I love that idea. If someone has a really epic dream and then someone else reads about it, as if like that person downloads that experience themselves. So you know, we can collectively we're we're adding our experiences together here. So so yeah, no, I always say victory is a sh victory is the shared success. So thank you again to to everyone for for being a part of this project. And uh, for those of you who just uh, aren't entirely sure, Jack was referencing. I was uh, doing a live television broadcast um, with our good friend Kirk who does a show on Manhattan Public Access TV and again you can find that through my YouTube channel at Skull Babylon and through the main Paradigm Essential website under the Quest Journals uh, as well but yeah that was like uh, the, the debut for Paradigm Shift Central on live TV. And I, I honestly don't know how many people would tune into it, but obviously it exists uh, online now. So it was, it was awesome practice, and we'll, we'll do that some more. We'll, we'll experience some more ways to engage in digital shiftivism by uh, t using the mainstream media to, to get more conscious themes out there. Um, so, yeah, no, thanks again to, to Jack and, and to everyone for being a part of this. Um, okay, so yeah, like I said, we're getting close to the end of the show. Uh, let's bring in some any final thoughts or even any like questions that you guys might just want to leave for the group to ponder on or anything else that you guys want to share or just like any feedback on what you thought of the uh, of the broadcast tonight. Like that can, that can be your thing, you know, just like what are your thoughts and feedback on what we did tonight. And anybody who wants to jump in on that too. So before we wrap this up, um. Yeah. So you you know it's getting to the end of the broadcast when everyone's like getting a little quiet, and tired. It's just like we're like half asleep at this point. It's just like, like, like literally, we'll just like fall asleep during the broadcast. That's gonna happen. So cool. Um. Okay. Well, let's let's uh let's just literally again, like I said, pass the talk and stick around for for one final time. Um. Kiwi, we'll uh just go around the group. So Kiwi, is there any uh final message that you just want to share with the people tuned in? To, to this or anything that you want to share. Go ahead. So to say, um, nothing's really popping into mind. Just I feel like, as Indigo said, just want to show my appreciation. I want to choose a different word than work, but it seems like the best word is work. Your work, I am humbled by your passion. I respect it. I love it for you. And you changing minds and lives for the better. So just want to say thanks. That's all that's coming to mind right now. Cool. Thank you. Thank you too, man. Thank you too. Um, Kiwe and I, we, we've known each other for, for quite a few years now. We met in a thing called Toastmasters, which is like a public speaking group. And uh, yeah, it's been really cool to like meet there and, and to both of us to sort of 
get involved with more of the paradigm shifty conversations over the years. So thank you, man, and, and I appreciate I appreciate you uh, as well. And um, cool. Okay, well let's just let's just keep going around the circle. Like I said, if you, if you say as much or as little as you want, I, I just want to give you guys a chance to just sort of practice delivering a closing message to to the people listening or, or anything. Um, Dustin, if you, if you want to. Just for, you're next on my left to right, but Dustin, is there anything you want to say to to the audience or anything in general? Please feel free. There's a lot I do want to say, but my voice is waking up like everyone in the house, so I'll just keep it short and say that this was an interesting class. Dreams are always interesting, and it's a pretty cool thing you got going on. And I just wish I could say more because there's so much to say. So, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, definitely there will be more chances. So thanks, thanks for being here, Dustin. Appreciate it. Jack, Jack, was there anything else that you want to say? Again, you know, maybe just closing thoughts for for people tuning into this. Words of inspiration, insight to go out on. The dream time is the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is the reality construct that's above the third dimension. It's the mental reality that drops down into the third dimension. If you have a problem, let's say, with a bully on the playground, you're going to fight that bully in your dreams many times, many, many times, until you beat that bully. And then once you beat that bully, you have the confidence in physical reality to not have any fear of them. And once you have no more fear of that bully, the bully won't bother you. So your dreams are here to help you grow into the best version of yourself. So the parting note is, let your dreams turn you into the best version of you. Oh, I dig it, man. I dig it. Cool. And thanks again, Indigo, for, for rocking it and for, for being here and adding your voice. I appreciate it, man. Much more to come. Uh, John, did uh, is there anything else you, you want to share? Please feel free. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the same with Dusty. I'm like, waking up everybody <laughs> um anyway uh so i gotta get my voice down but what indigo just said really resonates with me um totally had that experience where you know there was a bully and i beat him in my dreams and so i was able to have the confidence to not be afraid of him in real life and it manifested peace um, didn't even end up fighting him. Um, but one thing if, uh, I can say to those listening is that um, learn to dream while awake. And in doing so, that means learn to meditate, learn to journey. Um, because you'll bring those same techniques into your dream, whether they're lucid or whether they're vivid. Um, your dreams definitely have something to teach you and bringing your meditations into your dreams will just you know amp those up to you know much better it'll make it much better um, so yeah so that's what I would that's what I gotta say cool awesome well thanks again John aka Ron aka Guardian of the Forest so Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Um, 
Yeah, there's a couple thoughts I'll, I'll share uh, just uh, as well, but we'll uh, pass the talking stick. Uh, Caitlin, Sky, if you guys uh, if you guys are still awake, is there anything you want to share with the other dreamers out there before we get close to wrapping this up? Go ahead. I just personally wanted to say and appreciate how I feel like I've I've met every single one of you in a sense. Like every time I meet a new person, it's it's almost like meeting a new part of myself and. It is so humbling, but I just wanted to appreciate how incredibly eccentric and enlightened all of you are and say that throughout this entire conversation, it has not only put perspective on a lot of things and introduced new concepts, but, but actually articulated and put into words things that I've understood personally. And it's, it's crazy when you think about how much you can learn about a person and how much of a life we live um, in our dreams and through our dreams, you know. And I just really wanted to appreciate just everything that this whole program is, this whole chat stream is. It's it's it makes me feel so loving, and I just want to share that. <laughs> yeah, um, what everybody has said is so completely just perfect. Like it's on point, and everything just reflects everything else so well. And I know that's extremely vague. It's just really hard to put feelings into words sometimes and again appreciation it seems like a very repetitive word um, but really it just seems to match very well what I am feeling and kind of flow of everything right now and I mean with your dreams you know it you don't have to you know try for anything like you, you goals are good, yes, but regular dreams versus lucid dreams, you know, like they they can both mean, and you can both you can grow from them both just as much, you know, the, the same. Um, that's really all I have to say. Um, thank you for everything and allowing us to be a part of the experience. Cool. I want to say thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that you guys got to make it in here tonight, and and again, you know, like this will be, you know, I hope you have the best sleepover ever. Obviously, you know, just let let these dreams, let these ideas like permeate into your dream. And I mean, that's the thing. Like all of us, you know, we're just like we're talking about dreams, talking about dreams, and then we're just gonna like go like right into the dream space, and each one of us is gonna be like blasting off into a multi-dimensional dimension. And and I think that's that's really exciting. So, um, that's that for me is really what why I feel this space is important, knowing that what we're doing right now is still only just the beginning. And what happens when we begin to learn how to articulate this language and we begin to explain these spaces and we begin to create more conversation and not only that but invite more people to be a part of the conversation. I think it's really important and having that community when it comes to dreams is really powerful because it just reminds and encourages us uh, that this is something that it, it takes focus and it takes attention and sometimes you know people will be interested in dreams and then they won't be interested in dreams but they can always come back to being interested in dreams so through the collective support of community it's uh, really powerful again going back to what Indigo was saying and, and just what everyone was saying that the real goal in this is to be able to like awaken to our best self, awaken to our higher elf, awaken into more of what we are capable of as multidimensional beings and um, yeah, like that again, you know, the term dreaming, I, I mentioned this in a previous broadcast, to me, and we can sort of get close to wrapping this up here, the term dreaming to me means the, the 
like the process of thoughts creating reality. So I mean, that in itself just relates back to this idea that we are always dreaming. It's just a matter of not we're awake. So we're always going to be dreaming. So I mean, our thoughts are always creating reality. It's waking up to that dream. It's waking up to that process. So that for me is like the big kicker, right? Like our dreams are teaching us how to become like better manifestors and how reality works so that we can understand how it works in this dimension too, understanding that the two are are very much one and the same. So so yeah, much appreciation and thank you to, to everyone for, for being here. And um, yeah, like I said, I just want to end this off with a super short meditation uh, just related to the dream, dream tree so we can put some more energy towards that. Just before we go into that, I just want to cover some basis and just let you guys know that again, the next broadcast that we'll be doing will be coming up on, Tuesday, on Thursday on uh, June 16th. That's a paradigm shift admin meeting. And again, you know, the bigger project here is about creating the physical paradigm shift community. So much of what we did here in the digital space can be replicated in a physical community. It can be replicated in a circle where you bring people together and you talk about dreams some more. And everybody listening to this has the potential to create a paradigm shift community where they are. And if that's something that interests you, if you want to help build the tribe, evoke synchronicity, bring people to together, create new bonds and have new friends for a lifetime, then be sure to tune into the admin meeting and even go back and listen to the previous one. And again, that's going to be at 9 p.m. on Thursday, June 16th. And then after that, we're going to have a um, full moon guided journey meditation. And that's going to be, uh, again, you know, like a waking guided dream. And that's a really exciting thing. And uh, we'll be going back into the elf zone for that. And that's going to be on the full moon of June 20th, the day before the solstice on June 21st. And so that would be a lot of potent energy there. So I definitely invite and encourage you guys to sync up with that either live or listen to it in the future. As always, all of these broadcasts are recorded online. And of course, just reminding you guys that a huge part of what makes this project possible is our ongoing team crowdfunding that allows the consistent support and production time required to create these broadcasts and to make them possible and to bring more free consciousness shifting media to the community. That's a big part with Paradigm Shift that I've always had from the beginning is that, you know, I want everything to be free. I want everything to be accessible. So through the people signing up through the, the team Patreon, that allows things to continue to be free and there's a lot more that that is supporting. And uh, you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton or even just on the main part of the website. If you just scroll down to the bottom, you'll see a link for the monthly support squad or go to paradigmsessential.com forward slash donate or just send me a message on Facebook if that works for you. And you can sign up for $3 a month and you can get as many shift buttons as you asked for and again that's one of the buttons that I'm wearing here and those are part of the real world game to help shift consciousness and we use those to hack the matrix, connect with community and to build the tribe where we are. So thank you again to everybody signed up for that. Uh, currently at, we're at about 471 and our goal is to get over 500 and up to 600 potentially by the end of June. Uh, that was an objective, that was a dream objective that I put out there. And uh, yeah, if anybody is able to sign up for that when they can, please feel free. And that's a huge commitment. And again, you know, it's just supporting more ongoing great things for the community. It's helping us help everyone. So thank you again to everyone for helping in every way. So much love.
Okay, guys. Um, let's uh get ready to go into just a short closing meditation. Like honestly, really short. But I encourage you to expand this concept within your mind and to continue this as a meditation within your own practice. So if you um remember from previous broadcasts, or if you have the image in front of you, all the promo images that we're using right now are that tree out in the field. So it's a tree out in the field, and then there's the paradigm shift sigil, which again is like this magic beacon, and it's kind of floating above it. And the idea is, is that this tree in a field, as simple as it is, is a space that we are creating through our shared focus, through our shared imagination, nation of the magi, I am Jin, to be able to create it in the dream space to be able to crystallize it in the dream space. So, I mean, you know, this is an experiment, so to speak, but it is something that, based on all the information we have, is possible. And like I said, one of our friends, Ashley, has actually gotten there, or at least her interpreted version of it, and I encourage more of us to do that. So we'll do a small meditation here, but then I encourage you to think about this concept as you fall asleep, or at least think about it during the day, or anytime you see the paradigm sigil, you can think about that as like something to meditate on that can bring you to this shared space and then we can have shared meetups within the actual place so again you know just thinking about it as like a advanced form of digital technology how do we utilize it how do we access it how do we access that that console command and load up mp underscore tree in a field so so to speak <laughs> so let's um i invite you guys to just like get nice and relaxed and close your eyes, and again, we're just going to do a short micro-meditation. So just relax your shoulders, straighten up your spine, and just connect with your breath right here in this moment. So gentle inhales through the nose, and gentle exhales through the mouth or the nose. And just continuing to breathe, and even noticing how even just less than 30 seconds into simply closing your eyes and breathing already the space that it brings you into, the difference within your attention, within your awareness. So just take a couple more breaths. Exhales, relax. as you allow your breath to continue to flow, begin to imagine the concept of the tree in the middle of a field. You can almost imagine yourself floating around it from a disembodied perspective, like a camera floating around it, and just see what type of tree it is to you. It can either be a simple tree, or it can be as magical as you choose to make it look. And continuing to breathe, just begin to paint this picture in your mind and begin to see an aura around the tree, an energy to it, recognizing this tree as a symbol, as a beacon of home, a beacon of family, a beacon of our roots, of our connection as above, so below, understanding that we are the tree. As much as it is outside of us, it is also a reflection of what's in us. And so as you continue to float around the tree, acknowledge and add in with your imagination the paradigm shift sigil, which again 
off the top of your mind if you're not entirely familiar with it. You can think of it like a compass, like a four-pointed star floating above the tree. And taking a moment to breathe into this, even activating any activation sensations, knowing that this sigil carries with it a potent, a loving, and an encoded energy that connects all of us, that is in itself a gate that we are continuing to enrich in, that we are continuing to activate. So this sigil, this beacon, this compass, this star floats above the tree. And just imagine this in your mind, in your mind's eye, in your imagination, adding texture to it. The more you think about it, it's like adding more paint to the canvas, more pixels to the picture, more details to the realm. And so by all of us taking the moment simply to think of this concept, it begins to manifest it within the spiritual realms, within the astral realms. It begins to crystallize it through our shared intent as a place that we can go, that we can see, that we can engage with. So you see this tree magical in this field, pulsating with a soft aura, and the sigil, a beacon floating above it, connecting its energy into the tree as well. And just take a moment here to begin to float your awareness down to the base of the tree. And if you want, you can imagine a physical body that you're a part of. And just take a moment here to extend your hand out in front of you and connect your open palm to the tree. And in this moment, feeling the texture of the trunk on your hand or your hands, feeling it, acknowledging it, its life, feeling the heartbeat of the tree as the heartbeat of yourself. And so just take a breath here. Take another breath and listen to your heartbeat this time as the tree's heartbeat. So I invite you in your imagination before we leave to even just give the tree a hug. Trees love hugs. And tell the tree how much you appreciate it as, as you do all of the trees. Telling that one tree is talking to all the trees, is talking to Mother Gaia herself, to all the branches that connect each and every one of us, all of our stories together. So just take another moment here to hug the tree in your imagination, connect with it, and listen to your heartbeat as the heartbeat of the tree. And so taking your time, still imagining if you want, hugging it, you can slowly release 
And before we leave here, just taking a moment to look up at the tree underneath, see more of its texture, more of its branches, acknowledge the richness and the realness of this space, encoding it with your focus, with your attention, painting it with your mind. And even in this space, just looking off around the tree, you notice other little floating orbs of light, acknowledging that each one of those is another spirit, another soul, another shifter, journeying to this tree, acknowledging this tree as a meeting point, as a place for counsel, a place for community, a place for the round table, and a place for magic. And so you see these other orbs floating around the tree, each one of them us, each one of them unique, and knowing that you yourself are one of those orbs as well. And so in this moment, I encourage you to even just stay near the tree. You can imagine yourself even just sitting down, casually observing it, but slowly we'll begin to bring our awareness back out of this meditation, but again, just before you do, acknowledge the details of this space and know that within your own meditation, as you go to sleep at night, even during the day, just imagine yourself slowly walking up to this tree. Imagine yourself taking the time to touch it, to hug it, just as we did, to show it your appreciation and your gratitude. Tell the universe it's your intention to go there in the dream space. And it will be true, because it already is. And so just taking these moments, seeing the tree, seeing the texture, bringing in awareness to all your sensations, feeling the ground underneath your feet, feeling the presence and the love of the space in your heart. And keeping yourself there within your imagination, slowly we'll begin to bring our awareness back to our physical body. And so slowly allowing ourselves to be still at the tree in our imagination as we bring ourselves back to the awareness of our physical bodies with a couple more breaths. So taking your time. Gentle inhales, exhales, gratitude in the heart, openness to the journey still ahead, ever expanding, ever unfolding, inwards and outwards. And with another breath, you can bring your awareness back to your physical body by wiggling your fingers and your toes and become aware of the chair, the ground underneath you. And when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. So even with your eyes open, just sort of check back in. Can you still remember what that space was? Can you still see it? How real is it? It's simple. It's a simple concept, but that's what makes it effective. A tree in a field, that's it, you know, with the sigil above it. It's the energy to it that, that, that is something that you remember, that your soul recognizes. So, so again, you know, I invite people to, to set that intention, to, tell, to write it in their dream journals before they go to bed, you know, like meet at the tree, meet at the dream tree. We can call it the dream tree. 
And um, there's more to that story that 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 is yet to to be told as well. And and I'm excited to be able to tell it with you guys. And so we'll get there as we get there. And um, yeah, Jack, go ahead. You open your microphone if you have something to share. Go ahead. Um, you know, everybody has different perceptions of their visions that they see in their meditation, but I saw what was like that movie where those children were running through that field and they were like the chosen children and the parents. I don't know the movie, but the there was like waving grass all around. Like, man, it was beautiful. And I saw the sigil up top and like that tree, it's you. It's like a part of you, and it's going to stay here even after you're gone. Like, it's what you're building, and I just had to add that. So, don't, you know, whew. thank you for sharing that with me. Oof. <laughs> thank you, too, man. Thank you for creating it with us. So. Um, if anybody else wants to share anything related to that, again, you know, I think it's I think it's cool for you guys to share your dream visions, your meditation dream visions because again you know like what are med guided meditations they're like guided waking dreams essentially um, John did you want to share anything I just I know you're you gotta keep your volume low but if not that's totally fine um, yeah okay so John says he saw a root sticking out of the bottom interesting the little details so yeah yeah and again you know like adding your own textures to this vision you know like the grass can be what you want it to be the sky can be what you want it to be the tree can be what you want it to be it's the concept really so um, does anybody else Caitlin Sky go ahead I personally witnessed just how deep and layered the tree was you know it was almost like it was saturated with with more than just life force energy like there was so many different densities and coatings of it and so many different layers of it and to me it's so symbolic to the reality we live every day you know like it's not just the physical world and the five sensory world it's it's the etheric realm it's the fourth dimension bleeding into the third dimension it's it's a perfect representation of life and to me i i just feel really grateful to have been a part of a collective meditation because the entire time I, I was completely conscious that while we may not have been seeing the same tree here, maybe it didn't have the same thickness or shape or density, it is still, as you said, a created space that we can all share and it is still felt by every single one of us and to me it is so beautiful to think about, you know, the unity of it and how how we are connecting with human beings like in different locations, but you know, I am you from another observation point, and I don't know. I just wanted to share that. No, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Caitlin, you look like you're falling asleep. Did you, do you want to say anything or just nod along? That's totally cool. Thumbs up. Well, I'm not really like falling asleep. I'm just kind of observing, okay. appreciating everything that's going on around me. I tend to just observe more than I input. Cool, cool. Well, definitely, I appreciate you guys taking the time to be here, and and again, you know, for everyone for for adding your energies to it. Um, that's that's the exciting thing about what makes this unique. You know, each we're we're community is a mandala. You know, you know, I, I I really like that visual image, and each one of us is like the aspects and the details of the mandala as we work our way in towards the center, and and at the center, it's like all of us sort of thing. So that tree is the center of the mandala. And you know, like look at the tree from above, and you see that. And, and yeah, like that. That for me, you know, within the paradigm shifts is just like for anybody who hasn't yet, go ask a tree what you can learn from it. Go sit in front of a tree and ask yourself what you can learn from it. So, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Jack was talking about the movie uh, Knowing uh, with the kids, like, running in the field and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. That's, like, with Nicolas Cage and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch that scene because I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's, like, they're, like, floating in orbs or something like that. It's very dreamlike. Um, but you're right, there's a tree in there. I'll have to go back and watch that. Cool. All right. Um, well, with that said, does anybody else have anything that they else want to share uh, related to the tree aspect and the meditation aspects? If not, that's totally fine because we're, we're about to wrap this up. So looks like we're good. Cool, guys. Okay, so um, again, you know, with that said, thank you so much for everyone for, for being a part of this. Oh, yeah, The Fountain, that's another good movie with also has The Tree of Life in it as well. So, yeah, definitely... Uh, <laughs> So definitely, thank you so much, guys, for for being a part of this, for being a part of this broadcast. And again, you know, just I hope this, not hope. Uh, I, I, you know, I I am happy that this this broadcast will allow you know will will bring more to your journey. Will will allow you to strengthen your resolve. Will give you that little bit of inspiration, knowing that there are other dreamers out there. And that's the exciting thing when all of us collectively start documenting the waking life and the dream life and, and those experiences collectively become richer and we're going to start having more shared dream experiences. And like I said, we're we're still just at the beginning and there's still so much more still to come. So to all the dreamers out there, aloha, I see you, I thank you, and I love you so much. So cool. All right, guys. Well, with that said, um, let me just take one more second here to make sure that everything is being mentioned and yeah again you know just inviting people if they haven't yet check out the main paradigm shift central website be sure to sign up create your profile be a part of the real world game again inviting people to sign up for the team patreon when they can that's a huge part that keeps this project going and you can find my personal links at youtube.com forward slash skull babylon and youtube yeah, facebook.com forward slash skull babylon and if you haven't yet go check out the journey to lucidity movies those are other full-length movies that we have online through the community you can find them through the main website under shift movies or on my youtube channel and they also have themes of lucid dreaming so reminding you guys you're always going to be dreaming it's just a matter of whether or not you're awake so for everyone here let's join me and if you can unmute yourself and saying farewell to the people of the internet and we'll officially wrap up this broadcast so thank you so much dreamers all you beautiful people out there until next time so say goodbye everyone Say goodbye. Good night. Good night. Live lucid, guys. Have a wonderful evening. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And again, for everybody who's in this broadcast, you can find links to their profiles in the show notes. And until next time, I'll see you guys in the future and keep it shifty. One love. Peace. <laughs>